Super Jackpot! And now, the Hall & Oates of Pinball Podcasting, Nick Lane and Kevin Manny of Buffalo Pinball. Ooh, boom shakalaka! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bro, Do You Even Talk Pinball? If you thought we were done at 50, we're back. It's 51. What's going on? Uh, joining me tonight is uh, Nick Lane. Nick Lane and Skip Natty. What? Skip Natty on the Bro, Do You Even Talk Pinball show. What? Co-gaming. What? Co-gaming. What? Special guest. It. Uh, you guys, I had you guys hanging on by a thread all week by who was going to be the, the special guest and it's Skip Natty. So it's Slash. I'm actually Slash. <laughs> slash, and just, slash. It, if you didn't know, I play guitar. It's great. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Nick, what's up? Howdy. How's, uh, how's your, your month and a week or so since our last, uh, since our last show? Uh, it seems like forever and it also seems like yesterday. So I don't know. Yeah. It, time really doesn't matter anymore. No, it does not. <laughs> so, um, why don't why don't we uh, get right into the thanking some partners? That's what everybody tunes in for, right? Skip Natty, you want to do the partners? Definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do any worse than Jay did. I I mean that's true. Probably not. <laughs> you want me to do them? Do them. Okay. All right. Well, let's start off with our premier partner uh, sponsor uh, of the season, uh, Pin Stadium. Pin Stadium lights. Go to. Uh, pinstadium.com to get lighting for your pinball machine. Save 10% with coupon code Buffalo. Also sponsoring our grand prize tonight, which we'll be giving away for uh, our awesome competition that people submitted uh, prizes and uh, entries for. So thank you to everybody for that. Uh, Double Danger Pinball, ddpinball.com. Save 15% with coupon code Buffalo. Merch, swag, uh, everything awesome, cool, and wearable in pinball you can get from Double Danger Pinball. Uh, the Mod Couple, uh, modcouplepinball.com. For all your cool mod needs for your newest and latest and greatest pinball machines, uh, I have a whole bunch of their stuff in a bunch of my games, and I love it. So check out themodcouplepinball.com. Uh, Flipping Out Pinball, where you can go get a new pinball machine. Talk to Zach Manny at Flipping Out. Flippingoutpinball.com. He'll get you hooked up. Uh, Pinside.com, exclusive sponsor of the podcast, Pinside.com, where you go to figure out how to fix weird issues on your pinball machines uh with other owners and talk to other owners and threads about this really weird stupid thing where you have to take off like nine thousand pieces of a game to get to one rubber i had to do that this week that's <laughs> awesome and super fun uh but pin pin side will help you out there so go check them out jersey jack pinball uh jerseyjackpinball.com makers of the most beautiful pinball machines in all of the universe uh wizard of oz hobbit uh pirates of the caribbean willy wonka and dialed in and whatever's coming up next because it's going to be awesome anyway jerseyjackpinball.com uh pinballraffle.org pinball edu our friend joe saeed over there runs a raffle just about every month go ahead and get an entry uh and win yourself a brand new pinball machine and support a great cause while you're at it uh pinballraffle.org community beerworks communitybeerworks.com home of the best beer in buffalo and the buffalo fry these area i don't know what you guys call it, what do you guys call it <laughs> close there? enough yeah that's close okay enough. cool yeah. yeah all right but buffalo metropolitan uh area communitybeerworks.com 
Comet Pinball, CometPinball.com, makers of the best LEDs in all of the pinball industry. Check out our friends at CometPinball.com. Pinball Mix, PinballMix.com. Check out Pinball Mix if you want to get a new mix for your uh, latest and greatest pinball machines in the Stern um, variety or um, potentially some sort of awesome custom pinball mix for uh, I don't know if maybe you say you have a Metallica and you really like I, this weird band from the 90s or something like that that nobody else likes. You can really get a cool mix uh, for your pinball machine from pinballmix.com. So uh, and you get a free Easter egg with coupon code Buffalo. And last but not least, Titan Pinball, titanpinball.com. Also coupon code Buffalo to save 10 percent silicone rings for your pinball machines and the best freaking mats to stand on that Kevin left at my house. And I'm very lucky to have it because it saves my feet each and every Wednesday. So, yeah, if uh, if you have me over to your house, I may bring a Titan mat and forget it there, and then you can just have it. So invite me over, but yeah, not until we not until coronavirus is over, please. Thank you, <laughs> Skip. You nailed it. Uh, Thank you. A thousand times better than Jay Fairbrother, but the you know that's well. I mean, obviously, that's huge. That's really, not that. It's hard. saying a lot because Jay is pretty amazing. All right, let's uh, let's jump right into you know if if. There's anything happening right now? It's just like tons of pinball news. So, why don't we talk about pinball news? Here's the tip. It's I the guess. latest pinball news. So hot, it's on fire. It's on fire. We're gonna start out with Legends of Valhalla. Uh, Legends of Valhalla. Skip Natty, you played that game, didn't you? I played it over at Adam Gasek's house. We streamed it here on Buffalo Pinball uh, on our Twitch um, Twitch channel, and it's uploaded to YouTube. An amazingly cool, awesome, short-run game by the folks at Riot Pinball, and I had just had an absolute blast play. Yeah, so um, you are they, there's six of these machines that have been made. Um, Adam Gasek, who you may remember from our time at Domino's headquarters, he was the uh, the the dude at Domino's that made the Domino's pinball machine happen, and uh, so we got connected up with him there. And uh, he lives near Skip, and he got one of these games, and he said, hey, uh, Skip, want to come over and stream it? So uh, Skip was one of the lucky ones to go and, uh, and check it out. Um, what are your uh, hot takes on this game? What did you think of it, being one of the, the only ones in the world to have played this game so far? Yeah, so the cool thing about Legends of Valhalla is that, obviously, um, you know, not a whole lot of people had seen it before. I hadn't really seen it except for a few pictures from Adam and some of the stuff that's been on the Pinside thread from the folks making the game uh, just to see the progress. So I'd been keeping an eye on it. I really, really enjoyed just the layout, the feel of the game. Um, you could tell that uh, these guys hadn't, you know, this wasn't their first rodeo, right? Obviously they had done Wrath of Olympus. And um, though, although I hadn't had a chance to play that, you can imagine the kind of experience that comes with making a game a second time, right? You're making another game and you've learned, okay, this is how this shot geometry should feel or something like that. This is the kind of feel I'm going for. You could tell they totally got that, right? The kinetic, quote unquote, kinetic satisfaction, which everybody talks about and raves about, is definitely there in this pinball machine. There's tough shots, there's easy shots, there's a little bit of something for everybody. There's a whole bunch of stuff available to you at the start of the game too, right? So you don't have to just choose to do one thing. You can kind of go in all these different directions and um, you could tell that the code was only just going to get better. So it, I had a lot of fun. So talk to us about like the, the rule set, like how do you approach that game? What are you trying to do? Uh, those sorts of things. When you step up to it, how would you play it? 
Yeah, so um, you start off essentially with four modes ready to go right off the bat. And this, again, this was, um, I don't know, what, a month and a half ago or so now, a month ago. Um, so I think things may have changed and they've been making some improvements based on some of the stuff that we gave them feedback on. Um, but essentially you get uh, a set of modes ready to go right at the start. You can shoot three different shots to um, start a mode, which I thought was really interesting and neat. They didn't make you you know, have to shoot one scoop or make you have to shoot you know, one loop or something like that. It was shoot any of these three things and you can go ahead and start a mode. But along with that, there's things like collecting weapons and those weapons actually enable you to open up different tiers of modes as you play throughout the game as well. So if you really wanted to say, um, you just play a, an early mode or something like that, get that done and then try to build up your weapons you can play the more valuable stuff later in the game. You could totally do that. Um, there is a main multi-ball where the balls actually lock up in the ship mech, which is in the upper right-hand part of the game, which I thought that that um, side ramp to the ship was a cool freaking shot. I mean, the ramp entrance is huge, right? So let's not mistake the fact that um, the ramps, the three ramps in the game, all have gigantic, they're gaping wide. So basically, like, people with beginner skill sets, intermediate skill sets, or advanced skill sets are all going to jump up to this game and I think have fun with it just because they're like, hey, I can shoot this thing that looks really cool, right? So, Yeah, I can tell from you guys, you guys streaming it, it was just like you were nailing that, especially that side ramp, you'd figure, because side ramps tend to be tough to hit, and it was, you guys yeah. were just nailing it. And it, The flippers seemed really powerful and uh, easy to make the shots, right? Yeah, wide open, and the, the, the ramp shots themselves were wide open, but then, like, you get into some of the lighter modes and some of the tougher stuff and you're having to shoot, you know, the, like the inner loop uh, on the side of the ship, or you're having to shoot the left loop, which was pretty, uh, pretty tight as well. So the game mixed that up really, really well. And if you wanted to actually progress and do some, you know, actually make some progress and um, play all sorts of parts of the game, it mixed it up really, really well. And I thought the, um, while the scoring, was interesting in some scenarios and some of the choice in, in terms of how to start the multi-ball, the main multi-ball and, and light your locks. Um, we gave them feedback on that stuff right away and they said, okay, we're gonna go ahead and make this change. So they've already made the change, right? So um, there's a set of three um, uh, stand-up targets on the far right side, which you should really be able to hit from the, uh, the upper flipper on the left, um, but only one of them was your light lock shot. And we were having, we spent a whole game, all four of us, I spent a whole game trying to hit this one target, right? To start this multi-ball to get these locks lit. Not a one of us could do it, which oh, I think said a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they took that into account and immediately said, okay, we're going to go ahead and change that rule so that uh, the first time around, you can hit any of those three targets and it'll light your locks. So people can enjoy that ship mech, the, the locking ball ship mech right away, right? You don't have to be a master at the game and have spent hundreds of hours on it, shooting all these shots um, to jump into it and just get to the really cool thing that people want to do. So I thought that was awesome. That's like the cool feedback and awesome responsiveness you want to hear from somebody like that who understands the pains and growing pains of somebody who's brand new to the game versus somebody who's been in front of it forever. So right. I thought they did a phenomenal job. Yeah. The, uh, I was just listening to a podcast about video game and playtesting, and they were talking about how playtesters, when they play a game, they've played it so much that the game ends up getting way too hard because they, they can play it 
from memory, right? It's like right. they know how to play it. They're the experts at playing this game. So to them, the game seems too easy. But for somebody just stepping up to the game who hasn't played it a thousand times, you need to make it accessible, even to a, a great player, right? Um, That's you, yeah, you got this cool toy in there. You want them to be able to, to check it out, right? Yep, that's exactly what they did too. And I, you know, video games do it. There's some video games that are on the market today that do a great job of that, right? So um, they'll change things and, and cons- consistently change the quote unquote the meta game of the game in order to make it both accessible to new players and to um, uh, advanced or, or people who've been with the game forever. And that's the thing that I love about what they did with this game that makes it, you know, it just really made me feel appreciated as somebody who had the chance to be able to show that off um, and give them the feedback that they needed there. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, what were your thoughts on like the, the other aspects of the game, the art, the sound, the light show, things like that, you know, um, f- from standing there in front of the game, you know, I've got these pictures here that I'm showing their uh, Adam's cell phone pics. So they're not that great, but um, yeah. well, how did it look and sound in person? Yeah, the art in person is really, really good. Um, the play field art is very, you can tell that stuff's hand-drawn and, and um, the, the, the process to do that is obviously not an easy one. And there's no way I could do any of that. I, I know for sure. So I'm super impressed as somebody who would love to, you know, be able to sketch something out on a piece of paper, but then put it in front of somebody as an actual working, you know, living thing like, like this pinball machine is. The art's fantastic. The music's really cool and integrated well. Um, I w- one of the things I made note of immediately was I'd like some more directional information as the game is going along, right? So um, I think they've taken some of that feedback into account as well. You just need more help, right? If you're starting off um, and they were 100% receptive to that, but art was great, uh, really, really cool. Sounds were awesome. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I... I could see that game going into production for a company. I would, I would buy that game over a hundred different production games that have come out in the last decade. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> exactly. Nick, did you get to see the stream? What did you think of uh, of the game? If you did, I did not. I, but I was curious, based on what Skip was saying, um, is is the game too easy for somebody who's experienced? I don't think so, because the game offers you both a really good mix of um, tough and easy shots. Easy shots can do some things earlier on in the game, and you'll see that. Um, but then as we got and opened up the later tier modes, you'd see that it was more focused on some of the tougher stuff. And if you really wanted to blow it up, one of the things that I did was I ended up um, getting like 20-some million, which was wholly unbalanced in the sense of everything else that had happened um, on essentially one shot because I made a hurry up. But to do that, I had to hit that inner loop on the side of the boat a whole handful of times in order to even light that as a possibility so you're making a very difficult shot in order to be able to do that so they they give you that good mix and i think the ability to be able to hit some of the ramps easily um as comboable shots in the game but then have to make the tougher shots to really like deep dive is a really really cool mix all right. Well, uh, that sounds like an awesome uh, game, and hopefully they'll get more of those out there. If not, we're all just going to go hang out at Adam's house. It's fine. He didn't invite yeah. us, but we're going to go over there. <laughs> I got his uh, address now. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, I, we went there before the uh, Domino's stream to, to grab a part. <laughs> it, was a, it was a panicked situation, but we, we made it. Um, Fantastic. So in, the, in my slideshow here, we're seeing Legends of Valhalla, but we're also playing, seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
which you also got to play. So that's the other reason really, we really wanted you on here was to talk about TMNT because Nick and I have not had the chance to play it. So what are, what did you think of playing Ninja Turtles? Yeah, so I'll preface this with saying, again, it was on early code. So this was right after the game originally came out. Although they touted the code as full release right at the time, which totally understandable. Um, it, the game was uh, essentially feature complete. Um, the shots are really fun. It, you know, it felt like bored to me, for sure. Um, it's got a lot of his signature. It's got that under the left flipper thing, which like feels a lot like Munsters, the Dragula shot or whatever. Um, it's got the, the classic like left and right ramp that you feel like um, the right ramp feels like it would be the right loop on Tron and the left ramp feels like it would be the, the left ramp, you know, like it, it's, it's got his signature all over it. It's got that little inner loop behind the, um, or underneath the, the turtles van, which is a lot like Quora, right? Like mm -hmm. it kind of feels like it's in the same spot. So I think the layout is really, really cool. The upper left flipper having multiple options was nice. I didn't get to play the premium or LE, which allows you the ability to, turn the glider right which i thought would be really cool to control the path of the, the ball back to the flippers um but even on the pro i liked the options that were available with the shots um i still am not really a huge fan of these long um stand-up targets on the sides that oh, yeah. have kind of gone into mm -hmm. um his most recent games and that's fine they're just kind of there and whatever but the, i will say the game did have an issue with um i thought there was a a little oddity in the fact that if you shoot the layer, which is under the left uh, upper flipper, right? And that's how you start training. Um, you want to be able to train your turtle up to higher levels so more powers become available to them or higher levels of scoring in certain things, right? You shot that. But then the um, up kicker uh, or the post that stopped the ball was kind of further up the lane than I figured it would be. Mm. So it would actually gather momentum as the ball was coming back down through the return. And in a lot of cases, would just rattle in the two in lanes and then bounce into the left out lane. Oh, gross. On Adam's <laughs> game, which I was like, why would you even do this? What sense does that make? But um, I assume, you know, just changing the leveling of the game or something like that could help fix that. Yeah, for sure. So um, other than that decision, uh, the design was neat. The code at the time I played it just wasn't really there yet. Um, the bonus was totally unbalanced, so... Um, I pretty sure they've said in recent revisions, they fixed that, which is nice. I'd love to play it again because it shot interesting and I'd like to see where it goes. Right. So it's the, uh, playtime on that thing. Is it short, medium, long? Yeah. My first game played pretty short because the return through the right loop, uh, to the upper left flipper was really fast. Like I was not expecting how fast that thing was going to come through there. But once I got the timing of that and was able to actually make those shots from the side flipper, the second game I played quite a while, so um, it, it could have, and extra balls were like, just like water at that point. It was mm -hmm. like, okay, let me just get these three extra balls real fast. And I played through seven of the eight modes, like, you know, just like that. So um, it didn't take me a whole lot of time to figure it out um, and get the feel for it, which is nice, right? If that's what you're looking for. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would love to dive into it a little bit deeper for sure. Yeah, does the, uh, I, I know you played it early and you haven't spent much time. Do you get the sense that there's, the code has depth to it? No, but I mean, there, you know, there's the training, I think, has a whole separate layer or, or, or like late layer, not layer, layer 
of intricacy that some of those uh some some of Dwight Sullivan's other games don't necessarily have which I'd like to explore a little bit more um and figure out what the best way to attack uh you know how to layer that into the rest of the game is right because it seems like it could be a pretty important piece but in terms of if you're just looking to play modes and a couple multi balls like you're going to get through eight modes and two multi balls like pretty quick um the fact that it's got co-op is really neat, uh, and they're bringing that in. But um, the oddity, I think, with the co-op, and this is just my opinion, I guess, is that if one player earns the, like, let's say the mini wizard mode, right, team up, then all, if you're playing a four-player co-op game, all four players start their ball, that next ball, after it's been earned with that available to them, which I was like, why would everybody want to play that i guess you're not making any more progress you're all just kind of stuck at the same spot then i don't know whatever it was weird but not um not my favorite part of the game but um the idea of having co-op available in more games i think is really fun so you can bring you know if i'm playing and i'm a better player than so and so who i'm playing with if they're cheering for me rather than rooting against me to lose the ball and just hurry up and get done so they can play that's good for all of us awesome yeah. Uh, so I appreciate your thoughts on that. Um, uh, game, game. I assume the game looks as amazing in person as it does on, in the pictures, right? But art's really nice. It's um, I there's this. I don't know if I'm like spoiled or whatever by Zombie Yeti, but I like some of his other art packages a little bit more. But this looks good. I mean, I ha I feel like I have to pick some stuff out, you know, and just kind of focus on it with a lot of the art that he does because there's just so much there. Some of it kind of gets lost in the sea of amazingness. So it might just be that, but I mean, he's a great artist and he does amazingly fantastic work and he could do every Stern pinball machine from now until eternity. I'd be happy. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Awesome. Well, uh, Nick and I have talked about it as much as we can. So, uh, I don't, and Nick, unless you have anything else to offer on turtles, we'll move on to the next topic. No, I'm just ready to play it, you know, at this point. Yeah. So I know who knows when the hell that'll be. That's the, <laughs> that's the sad part. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get into, I want to talk a little bit about a new game that I've got, and you can see it behind me over here. It's, uh, I got a P3, and in it right now is Heist. I also have the uh, Playfield for Cosmic Kart Racing, so we're going to talk a little bit about both of those, uh, but we'll start with Heist. Uh, Heist is the newest release from Multimorphic. They, uh, you know, a couple episodes back, we had Steven Silver on, who was the creative director of heist um uh it's their fourth play field i want to say for the p3 system so if you're not familiar with the p3 uh we've talked about it a lot you can go back and listen to our interview with jerry for the specifics but basically uh in a nutshell it's a pinball machine that you can play multiple pinball machines on it has interactive play field at the bottom um it has uh the back third you can swap out for different games when the, when the new play fields come out you pop them in there you get a whole new game for a fraction of the cost of buying a whole new machine so uh heist is easily their best game and it's it is a great game all around it stands on its own as a as a great pinball machine um i'll kind of go down some of the some of the our usual categories in this so in the art um i think they nailed it it's got a cool comic book style feel to it uh, if you can, here, I'll take you back to the, uh, the, the, this, um, back glass art. So it's got this kind of cartoony comic book feel to it. Um, really good, really well done, professionally done. Um, I don't know. It stands up there with, with some of the best art that's out there for pinball right now, I think. Um, 
it's fun fits the theme um the sound is also really good uh the call outs are um so he got local professional voice actors to do all the different characters have their own unique voices so the the gist of the game is you're trying to um you're trying to assemble your crew to pull a heist on mr big who's that character in the back back there and um each of the characters have their own personality there's like the hacker uh there's the demolition man there's the wheel man a safe cracker mastermind and the cat burglar and so they all have their own unique modes and you're trying to yeah so once you play their mode if you play it successfully uh and you collect that character they're ready to go to uh go on a heist with you um they can get captured by the cops who come by on that wall of scoops and if you knock it into that the wall of scoops in the back the cops will take the uh the character and put them in jail or if you fail the mode they go in jail you can uh, break them out of jail by going into jailbreak multiball and then you have to hit the shot associated with that character to break them out um so the more characters you have going into your heist the more valuable the heist is so there's a lot of risk reward versus like do i want to just like do a heist and get there or do i want to try to push it and add more characters to uh, pull this off um i really like that aspect of it it's had me coming back for one more game um in, from that sense um from a uh, toys perspective uh, it's got this amazing crane uh which you can see here uh you know skip nanny's got a batman 66 and that crane is cute this crane is awesome <laughs> this takes it to the next level so not only can it pick up the ball off the ramp there uh on the right you see the little green sign there's a diverter there that'll stop the ball it can pick the ball up off of there and hang it over the screen and then lower it down and you can knock it off. It's got for crane multi-ball, you can do like a, a, a missed multi-ball style, um, uh, multi-ball start where you knock it off the crane and then you go into multi-ball. Um, but the crane can also come down and be a bash toy. Uh, let me see if I have a picture of it here. So there's the front of it that can lower down to the play field. It'll, uh, it extends out in uh, across the, uh, the screen that's in the play field uh, and it becomes a bash toy. So you can, have some physical interactivity even over the screen, which is really awesome. Um, one of the coolest toys in pinball. Uh, I like it a lot. And it, uh, it's actually, it's got some personality, if that makes sense. Um, it, uh, during crane multiball, it kind of fights against you. Uh, it can throw the balls off the, pick up the balls off of the um, ramp and throw them down at you and things like that. So it's, it's a really cool toy. Um, display is, is a little uh, unique on this game because you have the display not only on the back, but you also got the, the big display in the play field. So what's cool about that is you have like this um, looping cityscape there, but it also will pop up and display information right in front of you. Uh, while I play this game and any of the, the P3 games, I don't find myself looking up at the back box display while I play because everything is presented right there in front of me. It's uh, um, So it'll pop up info on the, the upper part of the screen, but also in the kind of the drain area, there's a your traditional DMD style, you know, information ready to go there. So it shows your progress towards multi-balls, how many donuts you've collected to, to bribe the cops, all sorts of stuff like that. So it's, it's got your score and uh, balls remaining, all that right there. So you know where you are at all times. Um, it also will, like when you bash the crane, it does an explosion on the screen underneath it. So it, it kind of brings interactivity and uh, some interesting elements, visual elements to the, to the, play field as well as not just being on a display behind uh the game which is cool um lighting it's got really neat light shows on so on the back third let me see if i got it up close here yeah so here's the back third of the machine there's 
RGB LEDs throughout this whole cityscape. So they'll light up differently. And so it looks like the buildings are all lit up differently. Um, one of my favorite effects in the game is the multi-ball start for uh, the police multi-ball. And there's like red and blue lights cycling around. And it looks like they're, they're police lights on top of the car. R really cool, really cool visual effects um, that they pull off in this uh, back part of the part of the game. Um, gameplay we talked about a little bit. You know, you're trying to assemble your crew, pull off a heist. The um, final wizard mode isn't in there yet, but Jerry was on my stream two weeks ago talking about it. Uh, and it sounds really cool, and hopefully we're going to see it soon, but it's good to know that even more is coming for this game. Um, theme integration, I mean... It's a, it's a unique theme. So for everybody who talks about, oh, there's no unique themes in pinball anymore. They need to make a unique theme. No, no, there are. There's games like Heist and Dialed In and TNA. And this is another one. And, you know, while I think it can work against folk, the, the, the machines, like people aren't going to see like Heist and go, oh my God, I used to watch Heist when I was a kid. Like I did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm buying this instantly. I need to have an LE immediately. This is my dream theme. Um, what it offers is the ability for them to create their own world and make something unique and interesting and just do whatever they want within that world. So if you play dialed in, it, it kind of reminds me of that theme wise, uh, from that perspective, you know, you've got the city you're exploring, uh, you can do all sorts of cool stuff within the city. Um, so I really, I like the theme and it, the theme of a heist is something that's familiar. So you're doing something that you like, Oh, I've seen oceans 11 or I've seen, crime movies like that you kind of get it even from the start even if you've never played heist before it's like okay i understand what i'm trying to do here um and it even plays a little intro video at the start of the video which if you have it in your home you can turn it off um but on location if you left that on when you stepped up to it and started a game it would explain right away what you're doing in the game with a little brief intro video so it's pretty cool um last ability to be determined i've only had it for uh, a month or so but I, I can see this being a cool game that I would want to have around a long time. Like I said, it keeps me coming back for one more game, and that's a sign of a great game in my opinion. It shoots great. Um, so it's not only does it do tons of cool stuff, it's a fun shooting game, and that's, that's super important in pinball. Um, I think like Skip Natty said, with, the, uh, with Legends of Valhalla, the shots are open, and they're not, not all of them are easy, and some of them can be brutal, especially if you don't hit that inner loop. Uh, from if you backhand the inner loop from the left on mine, it's it's pretty brutal. You have to hit it fast enough so it doesn't kill you. So there's some decision making you have to do when it comes to making this shot. It's like, am I gonna try to backhand it because it's easier and maybe take some tilt warnings, or do I want to post pass it over and try to take a a forehand on it that might be a little more difficult? So um, it does make you kind of make some decisions as far as the the shot making you want to do. It also has the upper flipper, which is you know as Nick Lane knows that I love me a third flipper. So sign me up for a cross playfield shot anytime. Uh, that's super easy to hit like the first time on the skill shot, but to hit repeat shots, it's it's very tough. Uh, it gets going real fast, real quick. It kind of reminds me of um, the upper flipper shot on Jurassic Park a little bit in, in that way. Once you get it moving, it's it's hard to repeat it. So uh, that keeps it challenging too. Um, cool innovation. You know, this, the P3 is packed with innovation. I think um, not only, you know, some of the last ability comes built into the machine itself, You've got the ability to, to put different games in it and even play multiple games on one play field. So even if you only have Heist, you're going to have the ability to play 
different games like Barnyard and Rocks and things like that. They're going to be adding compatibility for those games in there too. So uh, really awesome. Uh, you get a lot of mileage out of a P3. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Do you, Skip and, and Nick, you, you know, you guys haven't played this game. You've maybe seen me play it. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? Did you, do you have any questions about it? Go ahead, Nick. No questions. No questions. <laughs> so I, okay, I will say I've watched a lot of Heist, right? Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of what Heist is, I think. Mm-hmm. Original themes and pinball are super cool. I love this, uh, the world that they've created. The cityscape in the back half for the, you know, the last third of the, the module, the module itself is so cool. And the reticulating and articulating crane is like, one of the coolest toys ever, probably. I think that thing is freaking awesome. They've done a great job. Um, uh, they're, you know, it's funny because my brain immediately, when I see stuff like this, my brain immediately goes to, well, how can I break this game, <laughs> right? So I, I, I like put Kevin up to this idea of trying to get all the characters in jail and then trying to bust them all out and see what would happen, to, you know, what, what the game would do to, to logically, you know, account for something like that and whether or not, that would be unbalanced scoring wise versus, you know, actually being trying to be successful right away. And it, it's stuff like that. This game actually allows you this whole host of possibilities already just from watching it that I think is really interesting. And I want to, I want to play this game. Yeah. I will say that much. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's got a lot to offer. It's a very, it's a, I wouldn't say it's like a complex rule set, but it, uh, there's a lot, I find myself in positions where I have to make a lot of decisions. Like, do I want to push this? Do I want to try to stack a multi-ball in with it? Um, so there's a lot of decision-making points. It's not just like, this is what you do the whole time. Do you find yourself playing certain characters more often than others because their modes are easier? Yeah, uh, I don't find myself because they're easier. I find myself typically starting the um, Cat Burglar a lot because the left ramp is easy to backhand. So a lot of times I'll find myself uh, getting that as my first mode. Um, I will typically go for maybe the safe cracker or the, um, the wheelman because those are easier to complete. Wheelman is, I would say is the easiest mode to complete. So if you want to bring a character in and get that done real quick, go for wheelman. Uh, then after that, the probably the easiest character is safe cracker mode wise, but he's tougher to start. So it's more dangerous to, to kind of get that going. And then from there, I find the rest of them are all pretty equal as far as difficulty and completing. So, yeah, but, awesome. but the good thing is, like, even if you don't find yourself completing the mode, you can still get them out of jail through the jailbreak multiball. So um, that's the one thing is, like, the, the mode timers, I find, uh, I don't know if, if it would be cool if there was, like, a way to add more time to the modes or something like that. So I think about, like, dialed in when you're playing a mode, if, after you make a successful shot, if you're able to hit the scoop, you can add like five seconds to your mode timer. Um, something like that in the game would be cool to kind of skillfully give yourself a little more ways uh, to add some time as you're playing it. If you're kind of struggling to get the ball under control or if you're bricking a certain shot, you know what I mean? Yeah. I noticed that a lot when watching you play it, it's very, it seems to be very time restrictive on being successful, which um, is a good thing for players who want that last ability and like, okay, I have to do this thing perfectly if I want to, you know, if I want to get to the end, right. Or, or do all the stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, something where you could have the ability to just go. And I think Jerry said recently, right. If you bring in a multi-ball, you'll add time to your, to your, uh, 
fear mode timer, right? Which is a really nice feature. Uh, but yeah, like maybe let me hit this stand up target or a couple like a, a combo or something like that to add some time would be a nice feature to add to something like that that gives you a little bit more flexibility just in case you're having a little bit of trouble mm-hmm. and you're not like, well, all right, I'm 15 seconds into this already and I might as well just let it go and just hang out until I, you know, the mode timer runs out. Yeah, because I've had that situation where it's like, oh, all right, I have four more shots in this mode and there's 10 seconds left. I'm just going to hang on to it rather than risk it and shooting some shots and maybe drain, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, but the good, yeah, that like that 10 second timer thing, they just added it in the most recent code update. So they're, they're still adding and, and tweaking things as they go. So, and they're, they're very good about taking feedback. So good stuff. Um, so that's heist. Uh, the next, the other game I got was, uh, cosmic cart racing. So you may have seen us do the reveal of cosmic card racing a couple years ago, two years ago, I want to say, uh, but I'm bringing it back up because they actually, um, they kind of reworked the whole game and added in an entire... So not only does it have brand new art, so you're seeing uh, all new art here. They have uh, alternate art packages for all their games now, so you can get the original art if you like it, or you can get the kind of like comic booky, cartoony looking art that they have for this, and also uh, Lexi Lightspeed. Um, I'm a fan of the new art, personally. Uh, but there's a cabinet there. And uh, so the they've built in... So the original game of Cosmic Kart Racing was... Uh, Think of it like uh, Mario Kart in pinball form. You were going head-to-head, you are going through races, try to complete all the races and, and get to the end of uh, all the races that you had to do. Um, what they've done now is they had that's, all that's still in there. There's an arcade mode, but they've also added in a traditional three-ball uh, pinball game. And in this game, you can do the races, but you start in like uh, an outer... I don't know how to describe it. You start in the traditional three-ball world here that you can see on the screen. Uh, you're, on a, you're on a planet, and you're trying to uh, upgrade your cart. You're trying to earn cash uh, and, and make your cart faster so you can do better in the races. Um, you can do uh, multi-ball on the ramp. It's got that awesome magnetic multi-ball startup at the top. Um, you can um, uh, There's time trials you can do on the loops to upgrade your cars. So there's a, a, the, the red shots will give you play field multipliers. Um, trying to think of all the stuff you can do is mystery awards from the side targets, stuff like that. So once you earn enough cash, you can go to the shop, upgrade your cart or, uh, qualify and start your race. It's a thousand dollars to start your first race. So basically if you do one job, you can get right into your first race, uh, right away. And that's pretty easy to, to win even without upgrading your cart, but successive modes and races, you're going to want to, uh, build up your cart. You can upgrade your engine, um, acceleration, and drift redu- uh, uh, drag reduction, I think, are the three upgrades you can get. Um, so kind of a cool way. So once you start your race, you kind of go into that original uh, Cosmic Kart racing mode where you're racing cars. So here's a here's a, a screen grab of my stream because I wanted to be able to show you, like, the, the screen and the – so in the bottom part of the screen, that's the back box display. The top part of the screen, that's the back play field, and then the, on the right is the – um, the whole playfield screen so you can see kind of some of the shots and how they relate um yeah once you get into the race you drop into the the racing portion of the game and uh you're uh you're you're hitting the green shots to accelerate and go faster trying not to drain it's harder in the three ball game to complete the races because if you drain without a shield you're done so once you're in the the racing modes you want to um, collect power-ups power-ups you can get shields you can get uh emp strikes or what's the other one uh boost and 
You can play the EMP strikes against your opponents. They can put up blocks against you that block some of your shots. Um, so they're, think of them like, like, again, like Mario Kart power-ups that you can play against your enemies or to give yourself an advantage. So I, t I find myself going for things like the shields to prevent myself from draining because if I drain, I'm done. Uh, it'll light. Let me see. I, got a, I have a, a picture of the captive ball. So um, it'll light power-ups at the captive ball, which is this uh, stand-up um, kind of tube that you hit, and then there's a captive ball behind it. And if you nail that, you can collect power-ups uh, that way as well as, as well as on the in-lanes. Um, yeah, so it's, it's Cosmic Cart was fun. It's always a, um, a cool, uh, play field layout. It's got an amazing light show. So there's 900 individually controllable LEDs in the back part of the play field. So here's how it looks with lights off and with lights on. It's, it's got a ridiculous light show. Um, and what's cool about it is they're, because they're all controllable, they, they will light up corresponding to the shots you need to make. So when you're racing, say if you're the green racer, you can see which shots will give you a boost by which ones are green. So you can't always just keep hitting the same shots to get boost. They'll move around. Um, and uh, the green ones will be the ones you want if you're the green player. So it does a great job of communicating to the player which shots you need to hit to progress. Um, the, the, like I said, the, the magnets on the back part of the ramp there that grab the ball and accelerate them and um, hold them there for multi-ball lock is really cool. It's like the, the most popular clip we've ever had on Twitch is when Jerry was here and, and did that multi-ball start um, because it's just such a cool feature and uh, never before seen something like that in pinball. So uh, Cosmic Heart, uh, you can also play it online, which is a first in pinball. We, uh, we did that a couple of Saturdays ago. We had a, a an online night where we we played. Um, I played with, uh, with Steven. And then on uh, Monday, last Monday, one of the Mondays when I streamed the Cosmic Card, we had a, a few folks on. Gamma Goat, Steven, Jerry, and I all played. You can play four players online. And uh, it's really neat. And it's a fun way to play some competitive pinball when we can't get together. So that really kind of pushed me over the edge towards getting those two things, the online play and the, the addition of the, uh, the three-ball, a traditional three-ball multi-ball game really kind of pushed me over the edge to get this and add it to the collection. So, I don't know. Skip, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? I know you've been watching it. Um, yeah, this game looks super Like, I just want to, every time you play this game, I just want to get in there and just shoot the thing because I've never shot it, like, even when it first released, right? Never had a chance to play it. The only P3 game I ever had a chance to play was Lexi, and that was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but the light show, yeah. I mean, you can just see it on the stream. The light show is amazing. The shots look like they're, they just look really, really cool and flowy and fun. Um, and I would love this idea of some sort of, like, Grand Prix of Cosmic Heart, right? <laughs> like where you accumulate circuit points or something like that. Yeah. And at the end of the season, you're the circuit champion. Or I just think that would be so freaking cool to get people involved in, in a way to do something like that. But the game looks fantastic. And um, to have the ability to play it online, um, if, uh, if P3 goes the direction I'd love to see it go, which is, a, you know, get some more traction and people start putting this thing in their homes, it's going to be pretty awesome. You know, I yeah. mean, like, can you imagine just picking up a game and playing it against, you know, Nick right now or something like that? That would be freaking cool. You can listen to Nick swear at the <laughs> pinball machine like it, like you're in the same room. If it there's one thing so we've learned fun. is that Nick Lane loves online comp competition on separate pinball <laughs> machines because they totally play uh, exactly the same no matter what game you're playing. Right, Nick? You, you know me so well. <laughs> Nick, any thoughts on Cosmic Kurt? 
Uh, listen, if you say it's good, then that means a lot to me. You know, it's a high praise for the game. I, I, I trust your judgment, so I look forward to playing it at some point. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I neglected to mention it's got hot jams in it uh, now from Siggy Sauer, who's a Buffalo native, so uh, Buffalo ties to the, to the game. So um, check it out. There's, uh, I've got videos of both Heist and uh, Cosmic Kart Racing on the, the YouTube channel. Uh, both direct audio and video feeds. Looks and sounds great. And uh, if you want to see me take it out of a box, you can do that too. That's the best part. I know. It's, it's, it has the most views out of anything. People don't want to see how a game plays. They want to see it come out of a box. Correct. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly how it works. That's internet, ladies and gentlemen, internet. All right. So that's your like roundup of four games, first impressions uh, in a month when not much is happening. So I think we did all right. We did pretty good. Moving on to additional pinball news, um, big moves at Jersey Jack Pinball. They just hired uh, Jim Patla as the COO. So Jim has done tons of games. He's got a great his like a forty year history in pinball. If you want to hear from uh, him, check out Jersey Jack Pinball's got a podcast now, and uh, you can hear from him directly. Him and Kem Cromwell do a little uh, little interview action. You can learn all about his history and you hear a whole, whole lot about um, Centaur, a great classic game from him and why it only has three colors on it. So if you've ever wondered why it's black and white, you can hear from him. And red. And red. I said three colors. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody just says, that's a black and white game. But it's also yes, got correct. red. Yeah. Um, when I, I looked through the whole month in news on, on This Week in Pinball, and I, I, there's really not a lot. But the other thing I saw was that Color DMD, they are releasing a whole new platform of uh, their displays. So they're running out of DMDs to do. So they're doing the original data East small, you know, those little tiny little DMDs on like games like Batman, the original TMNT checkpoint, Star Trek and hook. Oh, they're going to support that now. And the first uh, game they're supporting is Batman. It looks pretty cool. I mean, the, the displays on those games are pretty basic, but if you're a, a, a huge fan of data East Batman or, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, cause I've never heard anything but amazing praise for those games. And you want to drop another three or four hundred dollars on it? Now you can do it. Get yourself some colored dots. They look great. That's right. <laughs> Never smear your dots either, people. Keep Thank it, you. Keep those dots, Thank you. Dots. Can Thank you have you. a talk with Nick about smearing your dots? Don't smear your dots, Nick. It's just yeah, it doesn't look good. It says I <laughs> smear my dots. Oh no, you and Tuna. Is that who said I smear my dots? I say oh, it. I I've know. seen it. I've seen it on, on, what? Uh, on, on Metallica. What Metallica's got smeary dots. Have you seen it? With non-smeared dots on Metallica? Yeah. It, I used to have it. That's good. Dude, it looks way better with the smeared dots on that game. Now, uh, Iron Man, no way. Not on the digitized ones, but Metallica works fine. You guys are wrong. Next question. Objectively incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I see it in good company with Tuna and his dots. You know he's not messing around with that. Oh, I know. We've had the smeared dots conversation many a time. He's not changing his I'm gonna skip. Right. Uh, Dots XL for life. It should be the only Woo. setting on color DMDs. Throw the rest right in the garbage. That's a, that's an objective truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, another. So it, it's news, I guess. They uh, they announced the um, the soundtrack for Heavy Metal Pinball, the machine that nobody can wait for, or everybody can't wait for, or nobody really wants, or yeah. So let's talk about the music on it. Because that's the thing they announced. So it's got a bunch of original, old school rock and roll, heavy metal. 
Skip, I'm looking for your hot takes on this as a uh, as a as a rock and roll fan, as a metal fan. Would you call yourself a metal fan? Yeah, man. Okay. I mean, I, I love prog metal. I love heavy metal. Not the property, the IP, like the actual genre of music. Yeah, sign me up. Okay. All right. So let's get your takes on this. So we've got the first song, Blue Oyster Cult, Veteran of the Psychic Wars. Whatever. Next. <laughs> Continue. Sound switch, taking a ride, parentheses, heavy metal. No idea. No idea. Never heard it. Uh, <laughs> Halloween, World of Fantasy. Okay, cool. All right. yeah, Halloween. Done. All right. Okay. Yep. Uh, Dragon Force, the cosmic power of the infinite shred machine. Yeah. I mean, if it's a Dragon Force song that's not through the fire and the flames, you can sign me up. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justice. Uh, their song Heavy Metal, because you need more songs called Heavy Metal, I guess. I mean, we might as well just call them all Heavy Metal. Right. Why not? <laughs> right. uh, the Night Flight Orchestra with their song Midnight Flyer. No idea. Okay. Cheap Trick, I Must Be Dreaming. I don't know that song by name, but I like Cheap Trick, so maybe okay. it's cool. They don't really strike me as metal. No, not really. Okay. They're more just rock and roll, right? Yeah. Uh, then you, if you need more Heavy Metal, you have Sebastian Bach featuring Brandon Small. With heavy metal. <laughs> Why not? Sure. I mean, this pinball machine, is it's going to take you five minutes to play the whole game. Why does it need all these songs? I don't get it. Um, you paid $8,000 for it. Would they, like, Google heavy metal into Spotify and just took, like, the first, like, 10, 20 songs and threw it in there? I think so. <laughs> and then they also got Brendan Small and Sebastian Bach to record a song for it, I think. Uh, not to be outdone, Blind Guardian playing the song At the Edge of Time. I'm down with Blind Guardian. They're awesome. Okay, you like them? I don't know them. Yep. Okay. Uh, Ed Guy playing a song called Space Police. No idea. Amorphous with the song The Sky Is Mine. Mm. 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 And uh, last but not least, Primal Fear with the song Light Years From Home. Sounds fantastic. It sounds like, uh, man, can't we just get some Jan Terry in this pinball <laughs> machine? It would just be much better. Let's get Journey to Mars from Jan Terry. <laughs> there you I'll take that. Fax me your love. Jan Terry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so there you go. If you're buying a heavy metal, uh, you can now get uh, your soundtrack. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Is, do they have accompanying vinyl as well? They might I, as well. I, well, not yet, but they will. They will. Soon. It'll soon. be soon. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be uh, only uh, $29.95 if you've already spent $8,000 on a reskinned version of Star Wars Home. Sweet. I'm All down. Right. Let's All do right. it. All right. Are you guys ready to talk about our contest winners? So Definitely. Nick Lane, lay it out there. What was Set us up for this. What was the, the gist of the contest? Yeah, so if you had your head in the sand last uh, month or so of Buffalo Pinball, we threw out a contest where we uh, encouraged our fans to recreate, reimagine, replicate, whatever, our uh, famous intro video. So... Those were basically the parameters, you know, go, go, go crazy. And, uh, we got some awesome submissions more better than I can even have hope for. I think everyone was, uh, uh, unique in its own way. We've got the full spectrum from, uh, uh, uh some avant-garde, <laughs> uh, uh, to, uh, an, just uh, a basic acoustic song to full fledged reimagining, uh, the sounds in the pinball machine to produce, um, music. So. Uh, it was really cool, and what I liked about it is I, I think the timing was good, being on lockdown and being away from doing a lot of the social activities that we like, especially surrounding pinball. And uh, I, I think our, our, our fans took to it. So it was 
it was really fun watching them come in and seeing each one. Kevin would, would usually jump on it first and send it to the uh, bro chat. And we'd all look at it. So uh, we really enjoyed it. What we're going to do, we're going to announce the winner. Tonight. Kevin's going to play them all. Um, but we're going to uh, we're, so we're, we're, the bros pick the winner, the overall winner for the pin stadium lighting kit, which we're going to hype up in a second. But we also have additional prizes to give away. So uh, for those people and submissions that weren't the bro pick, uh, we're going to put up a poll through our uh, website and we're going to let our viewers uh, vote on their choice for their favorite one. Yeah. And uh, you'll, you'll have a week to do so. So voting will be cut off on uh, next Thursday, which is August 20th. Uh, we'll say 11.59 p.m. So boom. Yeah. until the end of that East, day. Eastern time. Time zones, right. Lane. Time zones. Kevin's so trained and so on this. Yeah, <laughs> time zone. We, we talked about I, that I'm on so Monday. I'm so scared to talk about times. Time without, zone. You I know. know. I know. Uh, Not you mess up. Yeah. So after the show tonight, the web page is going to go up with the, the voting and it's going to have all the entries. Uh, but right now. We're going to go ahead and announce the winner and uh, let me throw it over to. Do we want to? Are you going to play them all? Yeah, I'm going to play. I'm going to play the winner first and we'll talk about it and then we'll get into the. Oh, you should build up to it, though. You should do it in the dramatic fashion unless you have it queued up. It, it's, it's queued up and ready to go. So if you want to build it up, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was going to like build up to the winner, but that's OK. We could start. With oh, the I see. At the end. Else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The I whole, figured let's. Like, the whole narrowing it down. Gotcha. Because I know Gordon's at the end, edge of his seat right now. <laughs> if he won the Pin Stadium wedding kit. Which, by the way, let's Kevin, can you give a, a plug for the what we're giving away? Uh, I can, if I get this out of the way. So the, the grand prize winner is going to get a uh, set of the brand new Neo Pin Stadiums, which is... New. New uh, hot stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, Scott stepped up, and it, the original prize was going to be the standard Pin Stadiums. He just released these. They're the Neo Pin Stadiums. They're... Basically, the pin stadiums with the um, uh, the diffuser on it. So, if you've seen pin stadiums and they have the the light striping effects, especially on uh, like metal ramps, they really stand out on there. Uh, this eliminates that. It's a, a highly requested feature. Uh, they previously offered a version with a white that had the diffusers on it, but this is for full spectrum RGB and white, uh, like their standard pin stadiums with the uh, with the with the diffuser on it. it looks great. Um, so it's got all the, all the standard features. You, it's your phone interactivity. You can even get them with the fusion, which is the, the crazy, uh, flashers and things like that. So, uh, Neo pin stadium is going to go to the, the, um, the grand prize winner, which we're uh, ready to announce right here. And let me cue it up and here we go.
<laughs> Even his dogs make a cameo at the end there. So let's let's break that down a little bit uh, for for the folks who are listening. Uh, Nick, t tell a little bit about what was going on in that video. Well, the only thing I saw in that video was Goran was on the spinner with a Karen haircut. So <laughs> Arthur and I were watching that while eating breakfast one day, and and uh, that that was just the best thing in the world. <laughs> it really made your day. So yeah. it uh, so what he did, he took. So if you're listening to the beginning and the sounds you were hearing, he recorded sounds of the pinball machine that laid the beat of the, of the song. And then he recorded his own audio, obviously. Um, he printed out a giant Skip Natty scoop, and all of us were on the drop targets. And so I asked him, I was like, did you do that digitally, or did you actually cut out paper and stick it all over your games? And he said he, 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 he was arts and crafts time. He stuck stuff on his game, on the drop targets and everything to oh, make wow. that happen. So I, I, was, I was thinking of Nick. Uh, as, as something he would never ever do. Correct. Never <laughs> ever do. Ever. No stickers on games. Right. Stickers on games. Um, so he's got the scoop natty on there. Um, just, and you know, so he's got a whole, whole recording studio at his house. He was like, this is the contest that he was he was ready, and he's been waiting his whole life for a competition like this, and he really nailed it. Um, so, congratulations, Kyle Bassa. Uh, we'll hook you up with the information for uh, uh, Pin Stadium to get those sent out to you. So congratulations and job well done. We loved it. Uh, you made our day. So uh, with that said, we, that's the winner we picked. You guys get to all pick from these following uh, entries. The first one up, I'm going to present them in alphabetical order. Uh, and the first one up is going to be from Attack7777 in chat. Um, he, he's, a, he's a club DJ. So he remixed his in his own unique style. So let's, uh, let's jump over there and, and check that out. There you go. So his, his dog Banks made an appearance there. Um, he, uh, I like the uh, the visuals he had to go along with that. So when the when the laughing guy from from the Twitch chat comes up there, the LUL guy always makes me laugh. And if you're not bobbing your head when the beat drops there at the end and the, the clubbers are, are partying, then you're not doing it right. He advises if you're uh, if you really want to get the most out of that, you should uh, listen to it on a stereo with something with a subwoofer. And if you want to see some dogs, there you go. He's got his dog uh, Banks in there, so that's attack. Uh, all right, up next, let's see. I forget who is next, so let's let's jump over into it. Uh, YouTube. Oh, this is a uh, Gamma Goat playing. Uh, he turned his into a pinball machine. Hey, this is Gamma Goat, and welcome to the world premiere of Double Super Jackpot, the pinball game.
Thanks for watching, everybody. And the, the I green, hope you enjoyed the green vomit at the end from the uh, <laughs> from the scoops. So, how amazing is that? He uh, he made a, uh, a pinball machine. Oops, hang on, hang on there, Kyle. Uh, Kyle you can hang on. So, yeah, he uh, he turned his P3 into a pinball machine for the bros. How cool is that? <laughs> so you what? And programmed it. So the cool thing about the P3 is it's got a software development kit you could use. And he's been, he's, I think he's a, a programmer by trade. And he's, so he's, yeah. been, he's been tinkering with that. And so that's him on the vocals. I checked with him doing the, de the death metal screams. And uh, so he programmed it. So when he hit a ramp, it said, I need a ramp. When he hit a loop, it said, I need a loop. And then uh, he got the double super jackpot on the, the side ramp shot. So he nailed it. So. Yeah, the creativity is just crazy. I mean, that's that's just so amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was just blown away when I saw that. Yeah, so amazingly done, Ian. Uh, good job. All right, so now we're going to move on to Kyle. Kyle's a little quiet, so if you're if you're listening at home, turn it up a little bit here, and then turn it back down afterwards. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Sorry, that was Glenn. Glenn Watcher. Oh, hang on. Gorn, Gorn's jumping ahead of his of himself here. Um, so, <laughs> Glenn. Uh, yeah, my favorite part of that was when the uh, the dog was laying on the couch behind him, and like he's rocking the hell out to this song, jamming on his guitar, and the dog just yawns. The biggest yawn. <laughs> could not could not care less about what's going on. But uh, Glenn really nailed it. Glenn, Glenn Watcher. Thanks so much. Um, and. Uh, you got to watch the video of that and see him do the, the jump kick. Should we, uh, should we give a warning before you play Gorin's? So, <laughs> you know, NSFW, right? <laughs> NSFL, not safe for life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, been let, warned. Yeah. Go, what's wrong with mine? Gorin says, in all caps. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's, Dude, his it's, fucking caps lock is super broken. Know, it's really broken. All right. Uh, let's jump back over there. We're, watch Gorin's. I need a ramp, I need a loop, I need targets I can hit, I need a scoop, I need a roll on old Chicago in my life, that's right. I think our little game ends here. <laughs> Thank you, Smog. Um, can I just, I want to call out Gorin a little bit because he, he didn't get the lyrics right. He said, I need targets. And it's like, I want targets I can hit. It's, I want. Yeah, he's I, new, I though. He's new to the screen. He's, so. he's, he's never Go seen easy him. on him. All right. <laughs> Gorin, get the lyrics right. Uh, I, like, I, did, uh, I did enjoy his face bouncing around the screen. It's very, very well done. Yeah. 
in classic Gorin style. You Nick saw that, and he's like, "That's Pete Gorin right there." Yeah, absolutely. It's it's what you would want from a Gorin submission. Thank you, Gorin. Disappoint. Yeah. Well, well done. All right. Uh, let's see who's next here. Oh, next up next is a uh, acapella version of Double Super Jackpot. Uh, get your tissues ready because uh, you're gonna need them for this one. I need a ramp. I need a room. I want targets I can hit. I need a room. I need a double super jackpot in my life. That is right. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm screwing it up. Oh, God. Stupid controls. Why do they move around? All right. Uh, so that was Hey Romania, uh, who you may know from hanging out on Twitch. He uh, helps us out with our uh, video editing on YouTube, clips out our reviews and stuff for us, and a uh, very emotional rendition of, of Double Super Jackpot, right, Nick? He's, well, he's <laughs> flying under the radar tonight with a different name. I what? thought he was. No, he's Hey Romania. Yeah, he he's there. Oh, he's back. Okay. I thought I, I thought I saw something different from him. <laughs> okay. So uh yeah. very nice. Very nice. See what I love about this contest is we got we got some incredible variety, right? Like I could not even I didn't predict like what we would get in, and it's amazing because everybody did something unique and different. So Yeah, amazing. I wonder I wondered if people saw the other submissions and were like, I have to do something different than that, or if they were just like, This is what I'm gonna do, and they all ended up doing something very different, which either way is cool. Uh so, all right, next up is, let's see, who do we got next? Uh, let's jump over here. Oh, next is uh, Nuovad. You may know him better as uh, Small Town Pinball on Twitch. So let's, let's hear from Nuovad. Nick Lane's a boss, and Kevin's cool. Martha rocks like Jay and Jeff, Rob Nitzler too. Mixer tuna, skip natty face, a pinball Rudy Sue. Hey, bro, do you even talk? There's reviews, brochure, snack time, the Marty's are hot. I need some double Martha heart hands in my life. I need the awesome bros of pinball in my life. We love you too, Nuovad. Excellent job. Um, that one really, that one's stuck it on the heartstrings too, I think. Uh, but I like that he was, uh, he kind of took a different approach where he took the, the promo video we did for, um, for the channel, the, the Twitch channel, and then he wrote new lyrics to it based on the Double Super Jackpot song, right? So I'm yeah. taking it. Yeah, I like, I, I appreciate the creativity, as I'm saying, for all these. It was, uh, um, I like the remix. Very good, man. <laughs> Very well done. Nice thought put into it. So that brings, it was a little pandering. I liked it. So you know, yeah, it got me. He knew. Uh, yeah, it's like all right, all right. He's he's showing the love for the channel. And I, I was I was mostly impressed that he remembered who Rob Metzler was. That's that's deep cuts. That's how you know you're uh, you're legit. Yeah. Um, I thought when Martha first played it for me, I thought he, at the end he, instead of heart hands, he said Martha with the hot pants. I was like, hot <laughs> pants? What the fuck? <laughs> Stop checking out Martha's hot pants. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the end of the official runner-up entries. We did have a few extra, 
entries, a couple from bros themselves. So the first one, uh, I saw somebody in chat wanted a warning before the Jay Fairbrother one came on. So this is your fair warning uh, if you don't want to hear Jay. But you're going to want to hear this. It's, it's hilarious and amazing. So uh, Jay really nailed it. So it's exactly what you'd want from a Jay submission. Not eligible to win, but uh, in it for the fun of it. Hello and welcome to today's thrilling entertainment. Today, I'll be performing for you. Buffalo Pinball's Double Super Jackpot in the stylings by Mr. David Matthews. shrug at the end is very it was very jay fairbrother and i love that that's the uh at the end subscribe to buffalo pinball on twitch and youtube he really did it thank you jay he did it he's you know after all these years i like how kyle boss has said it's probably the only song he knows (laughs) when he i saw that comment i was like is it the only song that jay knows or the only song that dave matthews knows (laughs) both it's, it's catchy though. It's catchy. Martha was in Martha's in the chat. And she's like, it gets stuck in your head. She's true. It does get stuck, stuck in, in my head. head. I, yeah. I don't have the volume on right now while you're doing this, and I, I had it playing no in my head. So for better or for worse, there you go. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Martha herself also submitted one. Um, she said, "This is what happens when Nick leaves her alone, unsupervised." So let's check this out. Has Martha had that uh, um, that Casio keyboard since she was like six or what? I probably but like that fucking microphone is the bane of my existence. <laughs> it's this karaoke microphone, and when she got it, uh, it was just a rough several months in this household. She's been running around doing karaoke all over the place. I bet, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a safe bet. <laughs> what else are you gonna do in a pandemic when you're home with Nick? No, well, this was this is pre-pandemic time. So. So, okay, so it's been going on even before that. It was. Oh yeah. It was oh, coming yeah. in. All right, so uh, the last submission we had was so um, Evan Bingham actually submitted one, and he I so I've been reaching out to folks to get higher quality versions of their uh, videos so I could put them on the page for everybody to vote, and he's like, "Don't submit that garbage." That's <laughs> like so he re-recorded one. And gave it to me. He said, I said, it's too late. You're past the deadline. You can't submit it for an entry. He said, just play it on the show. And I was like, all right, cool. So here's Evan Bingham with his uh, rendition of Double Super Jackpot. I need a ramp. I need a loop. 
some targets that I can hit. I need a scoop. I need a double super jackpot. My life. Super smooth. Super. You need you need your tissues for that one too. So there you go. That's uh. Thank you to everybody who submitted their entries. Uh, amazed with all the talent and creativity out there. Uh, who knew we had so many musicians, especially Jay Fairbrother out there? Uh, well, Jay, Jay originally said he could do like 10 versions of this. <laughs> and uh, weeks later, when he didn't produce a single one, we're like, can we just get one maybe? So we harassed him all up to the like, time he finally posted it. So I'm going to go, if you're watching live, I'm going to go ahead and publish this. Um, so you can go right now to buffalopinball.com. It'll be the top post on the homepage of the website. And you can see all the videos again. You can vote for your favorites. Um, again, congratulations to Kyle Bassa on winning the, uh, the Neopin Stadiums. But lots of other prizes to give away. Let's give a rundown for the awesome other companies who gave us prizes. So Comet Pinball is giving away LEDs and one of their shirts that Nick can't get, get enough of, right? The, the shirts. Hype oh, up the yeah. shirts a little bit, Nick. Oh, yeah. I, I regret the fact, now that you bring it up, that I'm not wearing the new one from him tonight. What'd you get? Did you get the It's Lit shirt or whatever? Uh, no. Well, I've got the It's Lit, of course, because he, he does a good job of hooking me up. He knows I you might have heard that I like the shirts. <laughs> uh, but I got the black version of the, uh, the original OG Comet shirt. Oh, nice. Um, flipping out pinball. We were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before. They're donating a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles banner. So everybody loves those promotional banners that Stern does. He's got one of those for Ninja Turtles. Um, Multimorphic is donating a t-shirt and a heist translate. So you can get an awesome piece of wall art there and some sweet threads to wear. Uh, pinball Photos. Uh, pinball Photos makes uh, cool stuff like these uh, coasters that I have. But they also just came out with these new Gumball Lava iPhone cases. So... Uh, those are really cool. They like glow and they, they look like they have lava in them and they have uh, Twilight Zone-ish art on them. So they're really cool donating one of those. And um, finally, Titan Pinball uh, donated a universal ring kit. So uh, awesome set of prizes there for all sorts of different things you can use on your pinball machines or wear or hang in your game room. So thank you to all those folks for stepping up and donating prizes and helping us celebrate 50 episodes of Brody Even Talk Pinball. Um, it's been a great run and we're going to keep it going. Thank you guys for your creativity as well. Yeah. I, you know, I was sitting here in amazement the whole time and Kevin sent me cause I don't, I'm not a Facebooker. Right. So I'm not on there and just listening to everybody's submissions. It's it blown away. Absolutely blown away. You should all be very, very proud. Exactly. Even Thanks. Gorin. <laughs> Even Gorin. <laughs> wow. Especially Gorin. Wow. Gorin, uh, Nick Lane's VR partner, Gorin. Uh, That's right. Getting some shade. All right, so we were uh, so we were talking about things to do for the podcast, and we're like, "There's not going a lot going on in pinball." And what else could we do? We could we talked about maybe doing a review, and I had this thought for a segment at the beginning of the year. We were turning a, a decade over into the 2020s. Let's take a look back at the 2010s and what's going, what happened in pinball. What was the 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 decade in review? What, how did pinball change over the course of the of the decade? And, uh, you know, we had Scott Denisi on in January to talk about Rick and Morty because that was the hot thing then. And then COVID hit and all this stuff happened and we never got to it. So what better time to kind of dig it out and, and go through it now? We got Skip on here to offer his perspective on his picks as well. So 
Um, what we decided to do was go through the decade and kind of apply the, the categories we use for our reviews to all the games of the decade. So um, we went on Pinside and we looked at their listing of the games from 2010 to uh, 2019, the end of 2019, and all the games that were in there minus like homebrews and no remakes. We're not including MMRs and AFMRs and all that. Those are games that came out in the 90s. Um, they're just rerunning those. So new games that came out, mass production games, um, and that's what we're going to go through. So first, I say, Kev, yeah. I know, you know, I second only to pulling things out of a box is creating a list of top things. That's what I know about the internet. That's right. Lists and un- taking things out of boxes. So here it you go. Still, it doesn't hold a candle to taking shit out of a box though. That's it. That's where <laughs> it's at. Yes. It is a, an objective listing. Totally, uh, not subjective at all. The things we pick are the best. Uh, there, there's no subjectivity in pinball. I don't know if you're going to get a robot on the show to subjectively, uh, ob- objectively pick these. Yeah. Skip Natty's really good at that. I'm the best. I love it. <laughs> if you want to talk about objectivity versus subjectivity, hit up Skip on Wednesday nights and he'll, he'll run you through it. That and, um, yeah, that's really the best topic that comes up pretty much every Wednesday. Thanks to Chris, the Pintern usually. So yeah. <laughs> he really, really loves turning that one right in there. Yeah, so. he does. So, and he's doing it tonight too. So thanks, yep, thanks he, Chris. I, I proposed, Chris. Uh, uh, doing a, a bonus content for our, uh, subscribers or followers, uh, well, well, subscribers on Twitch where, uh, the first bonus content will be Goran's topper talk for a good one hour. Then a second bonus content could be Goran's top toppers. <laughs> the top toppers. Right. He can it's do it. Like two it. hours long of Goran talking about the top toppers. Yeah. If, if you guys want topper talk, you can jump into our Discord. We have a whole topper oh, channel. Look at him. There's a whole <laughs> topper channel. And uh, Goran, it, Goran, it's Goran's home base really on the internet right in there. Um, all right. So let's, let's get to it. We're going to start with the, the first category that we cover when we cover pinball machines in our reviews. And the first one is the best art. Let's start with Skip Natty. Who's got the best art? Oh, man. So this one was a tough one for me because I think we already kind of hit on the fact that Zombie Yeti is kind of like my dude when it comes to pinball art. But so I went back and I looked at everything. And the one that jumps out to me, and this may be a theme thing more than anything, but because I understand the theme integration of it, is the Iron Maiden premium art. The Power Slave art on that game is the coolest freaking thing that was done in the last decade. He did such an amazing job with that pinball machine. It That game just, oh man, it screams awesome. So I'm down with that. Nick, what was your pick for best art? The best art for me was Aerosmith. I mean, I'm not an Aerosmith fan, so the fact that I like really liked that art and thought it was impressive uh, says a lot. You know, we got the Dirty Donnie art style, right? Metallica was good. I think the Aerosmith package is even better, uh, more visually appealing. So that was my pick. Nice. And uh, I'm like, Skip, I was like, okay, which Dirty Donnie game am I going to pick? <laughs> or uh, which, which De- um, Zombie Eddie, sorry, um, are, am I going to pick? I was like, Ghostbusters was good. I liked Iron Maiden. Uh, but my pick was Deadpool, just because I think um i don't know he really kind of nailed the marvel style and I, I, that appeals to me more than like a uh uh iron maiden package so uh there's a ton going on on there it's very red um but i think if you if you take some of those red leds out and put some regular <laughs> color leds in there it makes it makes it even better so uh deadpool is my pick so three sterns out the gate did you have any did you have any uh runners up any um consolation prizes 
I wanted to say Deadpool as well. I mean, that was that was in the running. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think with like Aerosmith, uh, rock theme, like it just seems like a really badass kind of like a pinball art art style art, artwork. So I guess I lean more towards Dirty Dirty Donnie than Zombie Yeti. But I I've got a Deadpool, and I think the uh, art on it's fantastic. So that would have been my runner up. Skip yeah, any, any second. You bet, dude. Uh, Deadpool was right up there, but. Uh, Dark Horse, I thought, that doesn't get a lot of love for its art package, but is a really great art package, is Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. Mm, I think that game has amazing art. For all of its other faults, that <laughs> game's art is awesome. You're I, right. so, I love it. Yeah, as soon as you said Dark Horse, I knew where you were going with that, because yeah. uh, I think you're right on the money. It doesn't come to mind often, but uh, you know, when I look at it, I can definitely appreciate the, uh, the art on it. I wanted to give uh, some recognition to Metallica, because that really kind of brought back the the hand-drawn art to pinball that we had been missing for so long when that game came out people lost their minds they're like finally yes fresh art hand-drawn looks amazing so that kind of that i think that game showed stern that it was worth investing in art and so then you got people brought in like like zombie yeti and uh chris franchi and all the folks who have been you know bringing their own unique art to to pinball since then and you've seen it go out to the other manufacturers as well like like um like spooky i also want to here's one that i thought was a dark horse that nobody really talks about either is x-men um x-men's got really cool comic book art but it doesn't i don't know if it was originally like created for the machine or if they just had license to use a lot of original marvel art but um i think that game's got really cool art and uh does does a great job of doing what it needs to do so give a nod to x-men it gets the job done you'd it, say it gets the job done plus mm. it, it, it does the job and it does it well all right let's move on to best sound so uh we started with skip last time let's start with next this time what's your pick for best sound okay this is where you know we're gonna get it we're, we're gonna get into we all know where we're gonna go i i, I don't know i mean here it comes here it comes all, all i gotta say best sound is uh pirates for me okay all right okay yeah um skip best uh, best sound for you total nuclear annihilation Ooh. by far and away the best music in any pinball machine ever i my opinion so my humble opinion <laughs> but that's that's the, even like so the music's great and fantastic but even like when you incorporate sound so i look at the entire sound package you could say the sound effects are you wrap the sound effects in that game into that and everything else or speech and and all that yeah i mean i would i mean it, it fits it all fits it all makes sense um, the game feels like retro wave personified as a pinball machine, right? And which is, it's just, I love pirates sound, like the whole audio package. It's actually on my honorable mention list when I was going through this, right? Pirates is amazing. And David Thiel's a, a masterpiece, you know, like worker of, of pinball audio, but yeah, TNA blows me away every time I, I used to play it. Yeah. What other, uh, pinball soundtrack would you actually put on to listen to outside of <laughs> playing the machine, right? Um, so TNA was a runner up for me, but my pick is Hobbit. Hobbit feels like you're playing a movie from the audio perspective. Like it sounds, especially when you hook a subwoofer up to it and Smaug is, is talking to you and it's shaking the walls. Um, they have like so much audio, especially when you get to those later wizard modes, it's got, um, I don't know, the, it's got music that makes you feel different when you're playing you know you get there's like these really soft build-ups and then you get to the later parts of the wizard modes and it really takes off um so really kind of like environmental feeling um audio package on that um sound package uh 
beyond the music is great. You've got the the call outs from not Gandalf, who everybody says, how'd they get Gandalf to do the call outs? No, they just got a really, really good voice actor that really nailed it. So it's very convincing, fits the theme. You have little clips in there from the movie as well. Um, all around amazing package. So Hobbit number one for me. Um, in addition to TNA, I wanted to give a nod to Tron because much like TNA, it's got an amazing soundtrack. It's got that, uh, the, uh, Daft Punk music in there. So, you know, D-Res will get you every time. So, um, give a nod to Tron as well. But I think overall experience wise, Hobbit, uh, does it for me. TNA, TNA was my runner up and you know what? Maybe even Deadpool would have been uh, a number one too, or should be in the mix somewhere because I, I appreciate the, there's a good variety of music in there. They kind of threw a lot at, at the wall and, and it, and it works. Um, you know, the voice acting is, I think it works. Um, they just did a really good, they put a lot of effort into the sound package of that game and, uh, and it definitely shows. What other pinball machine can you have a ska song playing while you're playing, right? That's right. <laughs> and they did, and they also did the, the retro thing as well with the, uh, sound effects. So an, another cool kind of nod and, and touch it again. I've, I said this before, but they obviously had a lot of fun making that game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, great sound package in that game as well. Um, all right, best toys. Uh, I'll go first since I haven't gone first yet. Um, my pick was Jersey Jack Pirates. Um, it's just got so much interactivity uh, with the ball on the playfield from the giant rocking ship upper playfield to the cannon that you can fire across to the other side. And it's got the, the whirlpool that'll trap the ball and you know all these diverters and things like that. So uh, it was an easy pick for me, Pirates of the Caribbean. Who wants to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. I 100% agree. That was, I was wondering if, you know, if you, I don't know when you guys do your reviews, if you count like upper play fields as toys, I guess I would, right? In, in terms of the Black Pearl and the cannon and the target, the whole idea of the target ship that has a hole in it, that has a target inside of it, not just the ship itself as a target, but there's a target inside the target. <laughs> I mean, the game's insanely amazing and I can't think of a game that has more jam-packed into it than JJP Pirates. It's so good. I didn't even yeah, mention the, the treasure chest that you lock balls into. You know, yeah. there's just so much going on. Yep. I think I know where Nick's going to go with this, but lay it on. Yeah, of course, Pirates. I mean, there's <laughs> like nothing even that gets close to the level of Pirates. And, and absolutely, the upper play field is a toy. It, it's interactive. It moves around, right? It's not just a, a static thing. Otherwise, it would just be an upper play field. But it's a upper play field ship, right, that it moves. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it was just a no-brainer to picking that. Um, you know, I, I struggle to think what's a, a runner up to it. I went with Sparky as my uh, runner. I'm not Sparky, but um, the Aerosmith toy, whatever hit it, he is. Oh yeah, that one's cool. Oh, the Jackie. chest, Jackie. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was cool throwing it in the air, catching the box, and shutting. Like cool trick, for sure. Skip, did you have any runner ups? Yeah, I said Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um The whole. I mean, the Raptor pen is cool. The helicopter blades actually add something to the game in the premium LE, which is nice. But the dinosaur head, dude, that's the one of the coolest things. I mean, outside of had pirates not happened, it'd be Jurassic Park for sure. Because the T Rex picking that ball up and throwing it all around and holding it and doing whatever it wants to to that ball is the coolest thing I experience in pinball outside of pirates whenever I play. So yeah, yeah I uh, I had Jurassic Park as a, as a runner up as well. Um, the I also had two other ones. I Black Knight sort of rage. The the Black Knight on it is really cool. Uh, you know, it interacts with the ball in a number of ways. It cor- it's choreographed with the audio. Um, I think one of the one of the downsides of Jurassic Park is it's not on the pro. The the coolest toy is not on the pro, so that holds it back from being like the best best. 
Um, and also, uh, sh huge shout out to Alien, if it ever worked, the tongue that came out and picked up the wall. Awesome concept, poor execution. But I did get it to, to do it a couple times, so we'll give a little nod to Highway Pinball there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Skip Natty, lay it on us for best display. Oh, man. This one was far and away an easy, clear winner for me, and it's The Hobbit. The Hobbit has the best display, especially once you mix, mix in the sound package, and that is in my top audio packages as well. But The Hobbit display is the coolest darn thing in all. It's like watching the movie. And I could see, I tell Kevin this all the time when he's streaming Hobbit, I watch the screen. Like I watch the video display. I don't watch the pinball machine. I watch the video display and I listen to the audio and I feel like I'm right there playing it. And it is just the coolest watchable pinball experience you'll ever have. So Hobbit for sure. Well, I'll tag team on that and I'll say Hobbit as well. I picked that as my top, top pick in it, you know, for display work, J.P. DeWin is number one in my book. I think he nails it. And what's interesting is that he does uh, a different take on it every time, so it's not just like a standard thing. Willy Wonka's got a very interesting, different uh, display dialed in as well. Pirates, obviously, they all have their own unique take, but I think uh, Hobbit was the one that he really nailed it on. It does a great job of balancing all those video clips in addition to providing a usable heads-up display that makes sense at all times. You can look up and get the information you need whenever you need um, between that and the book, too, while you're playing the modes. Um, it, Hobbit nails it. Nick, what yeah, do you so think? I'm, I'm going to be different and just say pirates. Um, okay. I, I don't disagree with you guys on Hobbit, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I like the, the way the, the display looks. Maybe it's another JJP to win. It's not to like. Yeah, I agree. So... Nicely done. Uh, any any runners up, Nick? Um, I had uh, dialed in as a runner up. Mm -hmm. Thought that was good. I mean, Jersey Jack sort of just dominates when it comes to displays. It's hard to hold a candle. I mean, Cern Cern is is in some ways catching up. I mean, they're not going to be at the level that uh, Jersey Jack is with games like Hobbit and, and uh, Pirates and Dialed In. But you know, I, I think for Stern games. I think they did a really good job again with Deadpool. I think that was that's their best um, uh, display. Uh, when we were talking about toys, uh, Scribble said he would put P3 as a runner-up. I would have put Heist as a runner-up. Or actually, I would have probably put Heist as a winner, but it had, uh, it didn't come out until this year, so it, it was not eligible to win. So um, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, skip any runner-ups for best display. Yeah, I mean, it's Nick already said it. JP DeWin does an amazing job, and uh, I had a hard time ranking the other displays <laughs> that he's done, um, but I picked Wonka because I see it a lot. And uh, I mean, I obviously have Pirates and Wizard of Oz as well, but Wonka is the perfect mix to me of um, like whimsy and uh, a rules displayability and information. And um, it takes me back to experiences in the movie. Um, but plays on them, and it doesn't just overtly throw it in your face, which I think is kind of neat and different. Um, I really like what they did with that game, and I think the display for Willy Wonka is pretty fantastic. Awesome. Uh, well, I gave a runner-up to Jurassic Park because I think what they did with that screen is really good. They, uh, it's, so they don't have the video assets, but what they did was they created all of this um, you know, 3D-rendered graphics of dinosaurs eating people off the toilet for the extra ball and, you know, the, the dinosaur roaring when he roars and uh, the gates opening on Jurassic Park. So I, I really think that that was actually one of the things that helped push me over the edge to to buy this game because not only was it the art was great, 
Uh, the, the toys are really good, uh, but it's also got really good displays. So I think Stern's really been stepping up between that and uh, Black Knight. They've re- and actually Deadpool's really good too. Um, so they're kind of finding their footing as far as these uh, LCD screens and having the artists uh, behind those. I'd also, you know, throwing back to Skip's uh, Dark Horse earlier, I'd give some n- a nod to Alice Cooper. Um, I think they did a really good job with that. The the comic books flipping pages to kind of make your way through the the different uh, areas of the of the Nightmare Castle and things like that. I think uh, I think um, they did a great job with that. So the visual assets on Alice Cooper are really good. Yeah, really well done. I you know it begs me. It, I beg the question all the time. Seeing stuff like that and stuff like Jurassic Park, where they've done this great job with video assets but it's in such a contained smaller space mm. than what um you know JJP has to work with what if you took that and expanded it into a JJP style cabinet and they had all that real estate what could they really do oh man i mean i would love to see something like that i think that'd be amazing yeah i think the smaller size is restricting because i don't find myself on Jurassic Park finding the information I need or noticing it as much, I would say. Like, I noticed the cool displays and animations, but as far as, like, giving me information as a player, I, I typically get that from the what's on the play field. And that's a nod to, you know, good uh, insert layout and lighting and things like that. But um, as far as, like, multipliers and things like that, I, I think they're kind of harder to pick out just because the screen's smaller. Yeah, Jurassic Park's a perfect example of the fact that I ha- kind of have to squint at the screen if I, because I don't have the paddock um, bounties memorized perfectly mm-hmm. yet, right? But y- if you're trying to structure the way that you're playing the game and the direction you want to go in terms of how you progress through the island, um, building up or taking different bounties based on which dinosaurs you choose is actually a very important part of the scoring of that game, right? Um, but I have to look in a very small upper portion of a smaller screen in order to do that. And it's a little bit, it, I'm blind, basically. It's not as easy for me, right? So it'd be nice to have it in a, in a um, wider fashion. But it is what it is, and they do a great job with what they have. Yeah, and the, the one knock against Alice Cooper is the positioning of the scores versus the where it, it is on the screen. And the, so there's like a, the screen is recessed. And then if you're tall like me, you're looking at the screen and you can't see the scores because it's getting cut off by like the angle of that you're looking at it. So... Um, I think if the scores were at the at the bottom, that would resolve that. So just like UI stuff like that. That's just like one minor nitpick, but it's one thing that's like like did nobody like look at this when they, when you were when you were setting up because if you're standing back watching somebody play, you can't see what the scores are. So Yeah, Aerosmith um, is the perfect example of that where you can't oh even read the scores from far away, right? It's like, microscopic, yeah. Who who thought of that, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. It's white on white. That's yeah, it makes sense for scores for that I want to read from twenty feet feet away. I don't really whatever i mean but yeah little little nitpicky stuff it's getting better uh all right best lighting uh nick you can take the lead on this one pirates okay number one all right and then dialed in for number two all right uh i will go second i pick tna for number one because uh i just think like skip was talking about earlier with the music it uh i don't know it just fits the theme it pulls you in it makes you feel like you're in that environment it's got you know it fits the the music as well just does a great job especially when you watch somebody stream it from that overhead angle and all the like swirling lights and things like that i think uh, scott denisi really nailed it on that uh my runner-ups were uh dialed in and uh actually cosmic kart racing i think that i know not a lot of people have played that but we played it um uh i've been playing it more recently it's got like 900 leds in it that you can program and it does it uses the lights to um 
it does a great job using the lights to show you what you need to do in the game. So not only is it cool and flashy, but Cosmic Heart Racing uh, also looks amazing and it's fun and it, um, it directs you how to play the game. So those are my picks. All right, Skip, what do you think? Yeah, Dialed In was my pick for sure. It was the first time as a player I noticed how awesome a light show was, right? Not a lot of times as a player do I step up to a game and get entranced in the lighting of the game. That was the first one that did it. So although TNA and it are pretty comparable in my opinion in terms of their impact on the gameplay and how awesome they are just to watch, um, because Dialed In's impact on me when I actually play the game was very noticeable as compared to other... Like, if you ask me uh, from my experience playing like TMNT, you know, from a month ago, right? Well, how was the light show? It, the lights were lit. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, right? They did a thing. Um, but like Dialed In is very prescriptive. It makes all the sense. It's It's got everything that I need as a player. And um, it does it in a way that uh, really establishes what the game's trying to tell you, which I... I love so um yeah dialed in and, and then tna second awesome so a lot of crossover there but you can see this was a tough category because we all had different number one picks but some of our runners up overlapped a little bit um all right gameplay uh i'll go first on this one i picked dialed in because when i think gameplay i think of a game that i just have fun shooting and dialed in is that game for me um not only does it have cool diverters and toys like the theater is really neat the way it interacts with the ball um but it's just like that left ramp is super fun to shoot the the um loop through the middle you can just get combos going on it and they feel amazing when you're hitting them um it's got some challenging shots too like the the right orbit i find can be challenging uh but the the left left orbit is is tricky but the um crazy bob scoop can come up and grab the ball there for you um so for me it was dialed in Skip, what did you think? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna start sounding like Nick. Uh, it's pirates for sure. So um, it's innovative, interesting, different. Um, I mean, who puts six lanes at the bottom of a pinball machine anymore, right? Like mm -hmm. that's freaking awesome. And having this uh, awesome just separation between things that you used to see in pinball with the in lane out lane configuration and mixing in all this new tech and the ability for me to look left or right across the play field and think that there are just all these different things for me to hit at any one time that could take me in a different direction in the game is the coolest thing. And the extra ball shot, Eric, you're a jerk, by the way, that <laughs> shot is hard, but it is awesome. And I love it. Um, so it's pirates. Yeah. All right, Nick, lay it on us. So, so of course I like skips pick. Um, it was very tempting to say pirates. Maybe it's because I didn't want to just go and check all the boxes down on the category and say Pirates, maybe. Uh, but I actually, maybe thinking outside the box a little bit, for gameplay, I got to say Iron Man. Iron Man is a, sort of a simplistic generic layout in some ways. Uh, it's got a, some Walmart toys on it. Uh, <laughs> and yet, that is a game I've played more than any other pinball machine. And that is the only pinball machine that uh, can give me an adrenaline rush by playing it. Uh, it's just, it's fast, it's brutal, it's got smooth shots, it's got shots that, God forbid, you miss will come back at you. You actually feel like you're you're battling uh, these villains just because the machine um, will throw the ball back at you. So I, to me, for a pinball machine to give me that kind of emotion by just shooting it and playing it, uh, I got to give it, I got to give uh, Iron Man for gameplay. 
New event says it's nice that Martha lets you play her machine still. It is nice. I almost uh, sold it. Thank God she bought it. It was a rescue. So there you go. No, I would have. I would have regretted that. Of course, I can't win. <laughs> I, I, um, I did win, but you know. Awesome. Any runners up, Nick? Uh, I would say pirates would be. You know, I, I think Skip did a really good description about the sort of the uniqueness of pirates and just how it works. And you know, like the looping shot up top. If you want to just get some flow going, you've got that. You know, other times you're you're trapping up and you're trying to make the difficult left ramp shot which just seems like it shouldn't be difficult but it is um you know the 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 scoop for the bayou it's just got i can go on and on and again it's almost like not wanting to check it but iron man takes the cake just because of the pure uh kind of adrenaline rush emotion uh that that it gives me yeah along those lines i had tron on my list i think they kind of have similar gameplay styles not surprisingly from borg um I, you know, I wouldn't say it's like an amazing, you know, groundbreaking layout or anything like that, but it's just fun to shoot, uh, challenging and interesting shots. Um, and it, when that, when you hit that disc and it just sends the ball flying back towards you, it's, especially when you upgrade the, the disc on it from, uh, from, uh, rubber, from, from the, the black rubber to, uh, blue or the, the clear, it really, it really battles against you. So if you want a, a game like that, um, that's a great one. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I did actually, Tron did pop in my mind when we were, when I was trying to think about gameplay. So I get yeah. it. Um, the other one I had on my list, if you just want flow for days is uh star Trek stern star Trek. Um, if you just want a game that you can kind of go on autopilot and, and have a great time watching, watching skip natty play uh star Trek was like, you just can't miss. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it, there it's, it's, a, that game is great. If you want to never miss a shot, like if you want to feel like the best pinball player on earth, play star trek with like rubbers on the out lanes and you know not lightning flippers and you'll feel like you're pretty good it's it's nice for that awesome any runners up for you uh i had jurassic park i think the jurassic park layout is like the perfect mix of stuff you know fully left to right it uses a standard body um layout and configuration in like the most unique and interesting way possible um with the upper flipper shot the multiple upper flipper shots and the um, it, this really good mix of difficult and easy shots, and even the easy, quote unquote easy shots aren't that easy. So that game can really hand it to you if you're not playing well. But if you are making your shots and um, you're locked in, there's that game feels really really good to play. So it's super satisfying. Yeah, um, uh, we have a, a write-in uh, category here: barnyard game of the decade. Uh, not not surprisingly from the folks at, at Multimorphic. Uh Barnyard. P three Multimorphic. Number one Barnyard. barnyard. <laughs> Number one Barnyard base game. You guys did it. You won. Um all right, best rules. This is one that I struggled with. Uh I think Skip Natty, I think you're you're up, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean I had I have no issue saying that the best rules I've ever played is um JJPOTC. Uh Pirates from Jersey Jack has I can walk up to the game and play the game 22 different ways. You've already won, essentially, right? Like, um, the fact that I can choose all of these different options, it's a choose-your-own-adventure pinball machine, but the idea of stacking things in certain ways, and there's points hidden in the game that you wouldn't really know if you weren't paying attention, Um, and it's sneaky, and um, certain things coming together and, and... Keith Johnson's just the absolute master at that. That guy um, should write a master class on how to code a pinball machine because he's the he is the uh, he's the guy for sure. Awesome, Nick. What do you think? 
yeah hands down pirates that game is in a league of its own for sure there's just again there's nothing like it you know there's a you, you think of like um game of thrones where you could pick like i don't know five or six houses and then you have pirates where there's like 23 characters right so it's uh it's a game with just infinite replayability because you can just you can spend so much time on one character and learning how to play with that and then trying different strategies with another one so um god bless keith johnson and the work that he poured into the rules it cannot be easy doing that you know it he could take the easy road and put out a game and that could have deep rules uh, but he like takes that and times it by like five and you got pirates so i almost went pirates but then i thought about my good old friend the walking dead and i feel like to me there's no other game that feels as satisfying when you get the stacks going to really blow it up than a game like when you get a good game of the walking dead going you kind of put it all together uh, stack it up the way you want, make it make it happen, uh, get a good blowing up score. But most of the time, it's going to kick your butt. You're going to be you're going to be fighting against it. Ultimate kind of that's the to me that's the ultimate game where you feel like you're fighting the machine. Then maybe Ghostbusters, uh, but for different reasons. Um, uh, but Walking Dead, um, I don't know, and that's the probably the ultimate game of. It started out as a box of lights, and now look at it. <laughs> it's one of the the most revered games so uh i'm gonna give the nod to walking dead i love that game and it's it's just a blast that's my runner up for what it's worth you know i i own both games and uh yeah lyman crushed it on that game i think to to your point right you're, you're building up the tension when you know that you've got certain things going on in the game like the multipliers going and then the um the weapons multiplier shots on that blinking out today i forget what they're called right um but yeah you know when you just got things going and you're just like man i, I can't drain right now because i just got uh 2x play field i've got the x shot up to like 10 i've got the um the weapon shots that are, i'm getting because i built up and i had good modes uh it, it, it builds up to a moment right in that game that yeah you know the rules in pirates is super deep pirates doesn't have moments like walking dead does i still give the nod to pirates because of the depth of the characters what's there um but i know what you're saying yeah like think about how cool horde is when you're playing that and it's like you feels like the zombies are getting closer to you and i gotta hit this shot or they're gonna get me and i again they took that to the next level where you can where you can continue to press your luck or you can try to cash it out and just get out of it and move on right so um you know lyman you gotta, gotta love some lyman rules there's, sure. a, there's a reason why they got him working on the $10,000 games now. For sure. And, and in fairness, I mean, I, I love Lyman. I would buy his games if he was still making the regular line of games. So he's relegated to the boutique ones like Batman 66 and Elvira. So, you know, maybe if I played and spent a lot of time on Batman 66, then I, that would be, you know, that would have been entered into my thoughts on, on best rules or, or, or Elvira. But I just really haven't spent the time on those games. Cool. Skip, any runner-ups for you? Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a, a weighing pick between um, Jurassic Park and Willy Wonka. Um, Jurassic Park, and this is um, maybe recency bias, I guess, but I went back through the list and I was like, you know, what other games do I have? I'm, I take this weird approach where I don't want the game to prescribe to me what to do at all times, right? I want to be able to prescribe what I want to the game and get the outcome I want because of the fact that. Um, I want to I take the path I want through the game, right? The game needs to be able to give me 
the ability as the player to choose what makes the most sense for me at the time, right? If I'm not making this shot, I don't have to make that shot, maybe. Maybe I can do something else. And Jurassic Park is the second best example behind Pirates to me of a game that allows me to do that, right? The um, And the unbelievably idea, uh, the, the deep idea of when dinosaurs ruled the Earth as completing all of the mini wizard modes to be able to get to that sounds impossible to me just as a you know, a, a human player, somebody who is not a total amazing, you know, awesome, just get locked in and, and kill it kind of guy. But um, that game's, that, that rule set is um, both great for progression and depth and has this like swath of availability of points in different ways that I think even as like, if you're playing tournaments, if you were playing tournaments right now, <laughs> you could appreciate the idea of well, this person has this strategy and I have this strategy and they're both totally viable, right? And I love that about, about Pinball Machine. Yeah, it, it always feels like the shots you're shooting are worth shooting. For some reason, you're always kind of building towards something and you yep. can set them up to build towards even more if you play it right. Um, so I had Jurassic Park on there as one of my runner-ups as well. Uh, you know, for all the reasons you stated and, and more, I love it. Um, the other one I had on there was The Hobbit because strictly from... a um, uh, interesting variety of modes perspective i've never played a game like hobbit that has so many different ways to play the game based on what mode you're in and and the level of difficulty you know it goes from i can play this mode where i complete one shot with the one ring but it's not going to be worth anything when i get to my wizard mode up to like riddles in the dark where i'm trying to figure out which shot on the play field i need to hit by shooting other shots and revealing the the shot to me so and then you can stack in your mode multi-balls and, you know, and then the, the rules in the, the three mini wizard modes are great. And then if you want to ever get to there and back again, that's out there for you as well. So um, I just, I love that game rules wise. So I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, rules is so hard because it's made, rules is the one area where I feel like pinball has made the biggest leap in the last decade, really, right? Or even in the last five years. Um, pinball rules have come a long way from where they were, say, in at the beginning of the decade iron man is very it's a great game but it's a very simple rule set right it's it's easy to understand hard to master mm -hmm. whereas rule sets later in the decade are hard to understand hard to master and oh my god there's a million different things all happening all at the same time and um i kind of love that so I, I like the ability to be able to make those kinds of decisions and be put in those uh scenarios so that's where um my mind goes is it's just recency sure and uh, it's great, especially as you're more and more people are buying these to put them in their homes. You want to have that depth of, of rules and breadth of rules so you can explore games in different ways. That's why games like Pirates and uh, and Jurassic Park are so great. Yep. All right. Uh, best theme integration. Um, Nick, why don't you go? Best theme integration. Well, I didn't have this on my list because I messed up. Must be. Oh, uh, we added it late in the, later in the game. So. Oh, all right. Well, this is easy. Uh, pirates. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. What makes it and so? We were, talk we were talking about when were we talking about this? We had this conversation. Yeah, recently. About maybe when I was doing my live stream with the um, JJP crew, but how, like, in a chapter in Pirates, right? You had a, a movie chapter. The characters who are that you got to hit their shots are based on the characters from that scene. I can't imagine they had to go and watch all of those movies, and then make sure that in that scene it's that character. 
I don't know, man. That just blows. That's a level of integrating a theme that tell me one other game in the last 10 years did that level of detail. It's pretty amazing. And uh, Skip, what do you Not think? Not to mention the toys and everything else, but I just yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that like is my. If I had to come up with one example of theme integration. It's it's that for sure. Yep. Cool. Skip, what do you think? Yeah. And the powers. Hard. And by the way, the oh. the powers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Skip. I'm sorry. I'm missing the best Go thing. Ahead, Nick. The, I the love powers you. that the um <laughs> the reason why a lot of the characters have their powers it relates to something about the character themselves from the movie. But they're not just randomly chosen things. So. Again, amazing. All right. Okay. All Agreed. Right. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Skip. Uh, I, I said The Hobbit. Um, oh, the Hobbit right. is, yeah. Uh, it, there's just, like I said, it's, it's like you're, you feel like you're entranced in that universe. Um, and not like I don't when I'm playing Pirates, but I guess Pirates, I haven't. Passion. I own the pinball machine and I've only seen three of the movies and one of them I saw wasn't even that good. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it might just be like the fact that I love fantasy, uh, hobbitry I guess, uh, <laughs> more than, uh, fantasy pirates stuff, but, uh, the Hobbit theme iteration is, is where it's at for me. Yeah. Hobbit was my pick too. Um, for all the reasons you noted and, you know, the all together package of what that game presents is uh, just an experience like for anybody who says, oh, theme integration really matters. This is your game, right? <laughs> you, you want this game. Um, it's, it, it's like playing the movies without sitting there and watching the movie on the screen like Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. <laughs> it's, it takes the movie and puts it in a pinball machine and makes you feel like you're going through it, which is really cool as you play. Um, Runner-ups for me were... Uh, Tron, because music, light show, uh, makes you feel like you're in the, the, the rave dance party of Tron. Um, does a great job of that. And, uh, Ghostbusters was my other pick because just all around, you know, you got the, the call outs, um, you got, uh, the music. So the music isn't like the music, but it makes you feel like the music a lot of the time. And it's got the original song, but. Uh, the other like mode-based songs are, are like nods to the original soundtrack. Um, the modes are are based on the movie, things like that. So, uh, and you know the amazing um, Zombietti art as well. So, Ghostbusters was my other pick. Skip, what do you think? Uh, uh, Runner-ups. Yeah, I had Ghostbusters as well, and then the um, kind of the third one down the list was Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz theme integration is just the coolest thing, man. I. It's not a theme I give two licks about, but it's a game that I own um, because it just grabs you and it brings you into that world. Um, and it does it in a really fun, whimsical way. And even if you don't have a super huge connection to that movie, um, that game will just pull it pulls. I see that game pull people in at arcades all the time, right? Because they're like, oh, Wizard of Oz, I know this property, right? Or I know this thing. And it's just... I don't know. It's that feeling you get. Like if you connected with it as a kid or even as an older adult, um, it's just one of those whimsical things that everybody knows. And I love it too. So, Awesome. Nick, any runner-ups? For theme integration? Yeah. Well, considering I didn't have this on my list, I don't have a, a runner-up. So Fair enough. A, Moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, best last ability. Uh, for me, this is, uh, this is where Jersey Pit Jack Pirates really shines, right? For the reasons that you guys have, 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 uh, attested to in rules 
you know, just stepping up to it and having the sheer number of options before you even begin. Like, what is my strategy going to be going into this game? Do I want to play to try to stack multi balls? Do I want to just kind of plow through the game uh, with Norrington? Um, do I want to do a weird challenge and put a second ball on the upper play field uh, <laughs> and get half scoring through the rest of the, the ball? You know, it's, it's just so much. Uh, to consider when going in and, and tackling this game, not to mention just the the number of different modes you can get once you're in it, uh, the different ways you can stack it up. There's so many different multi-balls and modes. Um, so for me, Pirates of the Caribbean is un uncontested in this category. Uh, Nick, why don't you go next? Yeah, Pirates for sure. Not even, I mean, that game's never going anywhere. Yep. It's just, it, it just continues to impress. It continues to keep being engaging. Uh, I would give Walking Dead, you know, the the, the runner-up. I think it, I think it's it's good. There's a lot to it. You know, there's there's still things I haven't seen, so good for that. Yep. Oh, yeah, pirates. Nick or uh, Skip. Yeah, pirates for sure. Um, and then uh, secondarily, um, I I really like um, Wizard of Oz because of the far off goal right that it presents mm -hmm. uh, to me. So. Um, but yeah, it's POTC by a mile and then kind of everything else. Yeah. I had Jurassic Park in there too. Um, cause it's got, it's, it does a great job of giving you all these little goals along the way, but there's also that, again, the, the really far away thing that you can do at the end that I'll, I'll maybe get to once in my lifetime. So, um, and then there's also like the, the wide range of things you can do along the way, which is cool. Uh, best innovation. Uh, I'll go first, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that old P3 behind me. I think when you when you're talking about innovation in pinball in the 2010s, I don't think anything comes close to that what they've uh, thought up and accomplished with that game. They redesigned everything, rethought of everything from how you maintain the game to how uh, you know just the the interactive play field the walls and scoops and it's just like you can play it online before anything else so to me that's no contest uh the p3 platform is a win um skip what do you think yeah that was really close for me um i said wizard of oz just because of the lcd innovation right like mm -hmm. that took wizard of oz to me was the beginning of the rebirth of pinball um and it brought about kind of this pinball renaissance that we're in in my opinion um and the P3 is an amazing, amazing platform, and I can't wait to see what they do with it. It was very, very close, um, but Wizard of Oz was the most innovative for me for the time. Cool. Nick? Yeah. I went with P3. I agree with everything Kevin said. Uh, Skip had a good point. You know what Wizard of Oz did? It'd be, it, for, at the time, it, it just took pinball to the next level. But if you're looking back in the last 10 years, I mean, Multimorphic just did something that went even beyond that. Yeah, I had uh, LCD screens in general as like one of the big innovations. The other thing I had was RGB LEDs because the ability for an insert to change based on what's going on and provide even more guidance to the player on the play field, I think is is huge. So I've seen some some pretty cool stuff come around in the past 10 years. So uh, it's great to, to see all that. Skip, did you have any runner-ups? Yeah, P3 for sure. It okay. was right there. It was so, 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 so close. I mean... And here's a, a dark horse one that I wish I could I could see this in more games, um, full throttle from uh, mm -hmm. Highway mm -hmm. when they put the LCD in the playfield. Yeah, that helped me a lot. Honestly, I've only played that game a few times, but I really like what they did there. And it, I mean, it, it speaks to everything that you said about P3. 
but p3 does that on a grander scale obviously right mm-hmm. um but that just doing that gave me all the information i needed as a player in a very easy to find place um and i like that game i really do uh, that has nothing to do with being innovative but i thought the lcd in the play field was nope my power just flash off <laughs> not enough to die though are we still there uh i see you okay see you. if you see me then we're still alive okay <laughs> you saw that though right yeah that was weird all right hopefully we hang in there we're almost done hang in there Rider, power. Beef, what are you doing buddy <laughs> all right uh game of the decade let's go around the horn with this one nick say it pirates and skip Easy. pirates pirates next runner-ups uh i'll say i said jurassic park and also tron um tron's a, a dream theme for me uh it's a game that i've owned for a long time i still have a blast playing it it's a cool experience um jurassic park we've talked about it a ton but uh all great games uh skip runner-ups yeah jurassic park and iron maiden okay for sure Maiden nice. didn't get my vote in any of the other categories which is funny but as a full package that game is absolutely freaking amazing and i want to own one one day it's fantastic <laughs> awesome nick uh beyond pirates what, what were your picks yeah I, i'd say walking dead um yeah. the theme theme's great it's i mean it, it's a lime and sheets game right mm-hmm. how many you see he put out that are not these boutique like richie rich kids games he put out uh acdc mm-hmm. this deck well it's hard to say it's hard because he worked on iron man and yeah but the ones that he sort of just did and took the lead on yeah acdc metallica uh, Walking Dead, right? Those are the three that were just sort of like the normal Stearns that he solely worked on. You know, he was a lead on uh, with like the team approach. And uh, yeah, man, I, I'm a huge Lyman fan. And I think that game is uh, a, a great choice for a runner up. Awesome. If you ever feel like getting a Batman 66, I might know somebody who has one that might be willing to part with it. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's, uh, I mean, I like George Gomez games. I don't like the Batman 66 theme. I mean, I don't like the Batman 66 as a theme whatsoever. It does nothing for me. Um, and I, the gameplay on that game doesn't do much for me either. So I'm hearing a no. Okay. All right. I think, I think I'm hearing a no. That's a hard no. Yeah. That's a hard no, actually, yeah. <laughs> All right, and I then think so, Skip. Yeah. So that, that was all the good stuff. And then this morning, I was like, I was looking through the list. Uh, so like I said, we were going through the list on Finside, and I was like, Let's talk about the biggest disappointment of the, of the decade. There's, there's a lot of choices here, too. Uh, and I know what I'm going with, but I'm curious to hear what Nick picked as his uh, biggest <laughs> disappointment of the decade. All right. All right, listen. And I'm going to turn off my this, games that were flashed in that power this is easy. This is easy for me. Uh, biggest disappointment is the Big Lebowski, for sure. Um, that really pissed me off, what happened with that. Like, I was super excited. This is like a dream theme for me um i had money down on it you guys have heard this before i saw the writing on the wall really early on i was able to get my money back uh so it's just really a bummer with what happened to them i i last i looked they're they're starting to ship them out but now you know the game went from being like eight thousand dollars now now if i wanted it and if i like could even get it it'd be like fifteen thousand, which is just ridiculous you know so um, it's a bummer, man. It's a bummer knowing that that game exists, and and uh, I'm glad to see that they're starting to make it and ship it out there. But it's still like every time I think about, it, I'm disappointed because right now it's way too much money. Um, I could have had it if they just didn't mess things up and did things right. Um, I was in at eight, so I don't, know, man. I'm really, I'm really. Every time I talk about Big Lebowski, I'm just bummed about it. 
Yeah, I, that what, that was my guess is what you were going to pick, and probably the smartest uh, decision you ever made was to get out of that game <laughs> back when when yeah, you had man. the chance, right? It would have been so painful to have that money tied up behind that game. Like I'd be so bitter. It's You'd just pre- so much money. I don't care. I don't care how much money you have. It's that's that's a lot. It's it's stupid to have somebody just walk away with that kind of money. You'd probably still be waiting for your game today, hoping that someday you might actually see it. It's so sad. I feel bad for everybody who got caught in that. And like, I was so close to that, so close to it. Skip, uh, what do you think? Oh man, this one was hard. This is. There's been a lot of disappointment <laughs> in the last decade. I gotta tell you. Um, but for me, it was more about making a statement of where we're at as a society. So, whoa, Nelly, big juicy melons mm-hmm. is the biggest disappointment mm-hmm. of the uh, 20 teens. Yeah. What a what a freaking are you? Freaking kidding me, dude. Whoa, Nelly, big juicy melons. Get the frick out of my life with that stupid game and that stupid theme. It's just so stupid. We it's... have moved beyond that. Pinball should not be there anymore. What the hell are you thinking? Go away. Bravo. And also the game sucks. And it's yeah, overpriced. And yep. <laughs> uh, not going for it. Uh, my number one pick was Zidware Pinball. Zidware, uh, J-Pop, the whole like promise of all these amazing boutique games and then him just running off with everybody's money and uh, then getting hired by Deep Root, who still haven't hired, haven't produced anything. So it's weird, huh? How that works. Yeah, J- J-Pop and, and Zidware, you're, Dude, you're getting the, the whammy. That's nuts, though. When you think about they still haven't, he, he got hired, he still did not put anything out. Yeah. Like a whole decade, we're like into like 10 years now, a decade of just like him saying he's going to put something out and then continuing to not put out a pinball machine. Yeah. It's That's uh, amazing. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. He ran off and uh, stole a bunch of people's money and never made pinball machines. The only good thing <laughs> is that we got Zombie Yeti out of it. He found Zombie Yeti to do Magic Girl uh, and has gone on to do amazing uh, pinball machines that actually got released in exchange for people's money uh, for Stern. So, uh, Zidware was my number one. I had two actual pinball machines as runners up. Uh, the first one is star Wars. That's, that's, that's what I was originally thinking when, uh, that, when I was thinking of this category, but then I was like, no, Zidware is way worse. Uh, Cause at least star Wars, you can get a game for your money. Just might not be uh, to the level that I would wa- have wanted it to. And maybe star Wars was a theme that like had such high expectations that no matter what game came out, wouldn't have lived up to it. But I don't know if if um, JJP did with pirates with you know they they could do that with Stern or with uh with uh, Star Wars then I think you would have had something there but um, Star Wars is a theme I love I just want a really amazing game for it someday and the other one was Transformers for kind of much the same reason uh, it's not the, the Transformers everybody wanted the game is a grind fest um, it shoots okay I mean it's it's a it's a Gomez shooting game but. The rules are a bore. The, the the Transformers are not the ones anybody wanted. So um, They don't transform? I mean, I think that's kind of a big thing. You have yeah. a game called fucking Transformers, <laughs> they don't transform. Do you remember the, the promo video they made for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was like the pinball uh, machine transformed and did all this stuff, and then like nothing transformed. Maybe they put some money into the actual toy in the game that, you know, you get something for it. But yeah, Even c- if they had a toy that transformed, though, it's not going to save chopping wood, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't like shooting Optimus Prime in the crotch? Come on, Nick. That's like the best part of the whole game. Who said I don't like that? <laughs> okay. All right. Just checking. Um, Kyle Boss has said Stranger Things was a letdown. I just didn't want to pile on Stranger Things anymore, I think. I think, you know, everything's been said. They can be said about Stranger Things. But, yeah, that was a disappointment as well. That's actually on my um, 
the kind of honorable mention of shitters list, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars, uh, Stranger Things, and yeah, the whole Big Lebowski fiasco. It, yeah, those are all right up there. Yep. And uh, Highway Pinball almost made that, but they, you know, I don't think they were really a disappointment more than just like they saw. Writing was on the wall with yeah. that one, man. Yeah, yeah, you had to see that one coming, yeah. Yep. So, all right, <laughs> there you go. There's your decade in review. Uh, big thanks to Skip Natty for joining us for offering his perspective on uh, TMNT and uh, the uh, uh, the other one, Legends of Valhalla. <laughs> that that's the one. Yeah, um, the one, the, the the fun one, the, the good one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, thund- again, Thunderbirds not a disappointment because I had no expectation for that game. At all. <laughs> right. yeah. we, we knew that would disappoint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you were hyped for Thunderbirds, that was your own problem. All right. Uh, that's another, uh, month in the books of Birdie even talk pinball. Um, before we wrap up, don't forget to give us a follow on social media. If you want to stay in touch with us between, uh, podcasts, uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, discord, all that fun stuff. You can email us. If you're an emailer, talk pinball at gmail.com. You can tell Skip Natty how wrong he was with all of his objective opinions. And I'm ready. Uh, you can follow us on Twitch. If you want to see gameplay from, all the crew, except for Nick during the summer, but maybe he'll make a, a grand return in the fall. Um, he does. Oh, uh, we talked about, um, we never did our game room updates earlier. I totally skipped over that, but I just put up a video today of, I've been doing all sorts of crap in my game room during the pandemic and everything was actually working. So if you want to see a walkthrough of the game room and me talking about all my games, that's up on YouTube right now. And, uh, it's, it's the new hot content. Nick promised his, at least in the next six months or so. So yeah, as soon as he gets his house cleaned. Yeah, you can, exactly. you can check that out. Um, that. If you want to support the channel, you can subscribe to us on Twitch. If you got Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for no extra charge, uh, or you can PayPal us buffalopinball at gmail dot com. Uh, or if you want to support us and not send any money, you can review us. Uh, go on your favorite podcast app and uh, and drop a review. Uh, we want to be a five star man like Rudy Soup. So um, <laughs> that, that's all for this month. Skip Natty, how was your uh, bro? Do you even talk pinball experience? You know what? It wasn't like pulling teeth, which is what I kind of expected originally. So I had a lot of fun. Nick, thanks for letting me do this. I appreciate you and your chaotic evil uh, being. You know, you're a good guy. We love you. Um, thanks for having me. And Kevin, you know, stay classy, my man. You're I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. Nick, uh, have a great month. And uh, don't forget to uh, prepare your presentation for next month. I, you know what, Kev? I'll just say this. I might have to do it in person. This is, I, I'm just. Oh. There's, it's not the same cool. when we're just connected like this. I'm okay. gonna, yeah, we're gonna... it's gonna be an in-person one because oh, wow. I want to, okay. I want to bring it 110. percent I'm gonna have to put the camera back and do it from six feet away. No, no, no. <laughs> but like when we get back to normal, okay, so you gotta wait. When we All get right. back to normal. It's gonna, okay, happen. You're gonna put the effort into it. It might be a while. That's a real cliffhanger. It's gonna be before ja, uh, what's his face releases a pinball machine. So. <laughs> Giant J pop. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I can guarantee that. All right, fair enough. All right, guys, take it easy. Uh, Have a good month, and we will see you on Twitch in the meantime. Bye, guys. Peace.